is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Wendy Gillette in New York. Police have a person of interest in custody after a mass shooting at a 4th of July parade in Highland Park, Illinois. Six people were killed and dozens hurt. Mayor Nancy Rotering spoke to CBS Mornings. We need to have a very real national conversation about why we're okay with allowing weapons of war on our streets and why we're okay with weekly having mass shootings. CBS News correspondent Chris Van Cleve interviewed a witness to the shooting. Miles Zaremski was just arriving at the parade when the shooter opened fire. And then it was a stampede of people running away. Running away. It was frightening to see. And it's like being in a war zone. And then I start seeing blood on the ground. Charges are pending. Police say they recovered a high-powered rifle at the scene. Two Philadelphia police officers are okay after they were shot at the city's fireworks celebration. Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw. There are no arrests at this time. We don't have any suspects in custody. We're following up on several leads. A basketball star who's jailed in Russia makes a plea to President Biden. WNBA star Brittany Grinder has sent President Joe Biden a handwritten note asking him not to forget her while she's being held by Russian authorities. She wrote, she's terrified she may never be released. It breaks my heart when I hear her say that because BG is probably the strongest person that I know, so she doesn't say words like that lightly. Her wife, Sherelle Grinder, spoke with CBS Mornings. Russian officials claim Grinder had cannabis oil and her luggage. Jim Crisula, CBS News. Hundreds of homes are flooded in Sydney, Australia after days of rain. 100 people were rescued overnight from their cars or houses. 50,000 are under evacuation orders. Scott Maiman reports from Brisbane, Australia. There's no let-up for Sydney locals after days of heavy rain. Water everywhere. Stuff everywhere. Authorities at a loss. The waters rise very rapidly. More than 60,000 people evacuated from Sydney and surrounding areas in what's been described as the worst flooding event for the city in years. This is the fourth flood emergency in Sydney in 16 months. A federal judge has ruled in favor of three U.S. drug distributors in a case accusing them of causing the opioid crisis in a West Virginia county. Attorney Rusty Webb represents the county, which includes the city of Huntington. Naturally, we're extremely disappointed for the city of Huntington, who's had to undergo so much devastation. And a federal judge, uh, sorry, on Wall Street, the markets opened down big after, uh, this is CBS. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. Big news. Greta Van Susteren is back, and she's on Newsmax. Tune into Newsmax at 6 p.m. Eastern tonight to watch The Record with Greta Van Susteren and get the real news. Plus, check out the new lineup of Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, and more. Newsmax is on all major cable and streaming platforms. If your cable system doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and demand it. And download the free Newsmax app on your phone. Make the switch to Newsmax today. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now's the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 800-711-6818 and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. 800-711-6818. 
So it's a mix of sun and clouds to start off this morning. However, those clouds are going to take over the forecast for the afternoon. We could see a couple spot showers and then evening scattered showers. I think it could start as early as uh, maybe 5, 6 o'clock tonight. But breezy at times, highs in the mid-80s. And then tonight, we do have the chance also for a couple isolated storms. Otherwise, some showers and mostly cloudy skies. Lows that will be in the 60s. And tomorrow, morning clouds, afternoon sun. So a really nice day on tap. Get outside. Enjoy that. Say something to them. They say Thursday, mostly cloudy skies, highs in the low 80s. In the Channel 3 Early Warning Forecast Center, I'm Lauren Richardson. Hope everybody has a wonderful day out there. 70 in Norwich, 73 in New London. Good morning. I'm Marty Hausberger. A man was shot overnight in Norwich. Police say the 23-year-old was targeted and hit at around 12.15 in the area of Convent Avenue. The victim currently in critical condition at Bacchus Hospital. Police are looking for the shooter, and if you have any information, you should uh, contact uh, Norwich Police. U.S. Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra is in Norwich today. Becerra attending a roundtable discussion that is underway this hour at United Community and Family Services on Town Street. He's being joined by Senator Richard Blumenthal and uh, 2nd District Congressman Joe Courtney. The visit designed to highlight critical investments in community health centers, behavioral health, and telehealth by uh, Becerra's agency. In some uh, other news, we've got uh, Gordon Ernst. Remember him? He was a Rhode Island native, sentenced to prison as part of that Varsity Blues investigation. Former tennis coach for Georgetown University, standout uh, student-athlete in the Ocean State, most recently, as I said, a tennis coach at URI. Well, Ernst is going to spend more than two years behind bars. He was charged with accepting about $3.5 million in bribes in exchange for letting kids of wealthy parents be admitted to Georgetown. Partly sunny, a little more humid today than yesterday. Spot showers in the afternoon can't be ruled out. A little on the breezy side. But overall, not a bad day. 84 for the high. It is 70 in Norwich at 10.06. Next news at 11. I'm Marty Hausberger, WICH. And now, Stu Breyer. I almost got sick to my stomach listening to you and uh, Dan talking about that hot dog contest. <laughs> oh, him eating all those hot dogs and then having to fend off the protester in a chokehold and throwing well, them away. And yeah, them away. I mean, it's crazy. It, but I mean, here you are filled with hot dogs and you got to have a fight with somebody <laughs> you think you get choked i mean you were mm. which one <laughs> yeah yeah joey you would think joey chestnut would have gotten sick choked when we were kids we were told strictly after lunch on the beach you couldn't go in the water for at least six days not six no days. i mean about 30 minutes i was exaggerating what was that all about anyway <laughs> That was a big myth, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a big myth. Would they think you're going to sink? <laughs> it was all about cramps, wasn't it? If yeah. I remember right, you're going like to get, get cramps. You're going to drown. You're going to get a leg cramp. Well, I, you know, anytime I ate lunch, I never got a leg cramp after that. But the water was going to make you crampy. Yeah, going to make you crampy. Isn't that odd? But that was strict, a strict rule. Oh, yeah. Every, almost every time. They you can't go you in the water. You, you just there. had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich exactly. and a donut. Yep. Mm. Can, I just, up. can I just go on the edge of the shore? <laughs> okay, you can walk a little in the shallow part. Yeah, that was, yeah, a, that was a total myth. You don't hear that anymore, huh? 
Yeah. Well, I'm 56 years old, so my mom doesn't tell me that anymore. Well, maybe if we had uh, 56 hot dogs, there might have been something to it, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't advise that, maybe. You know, there's a lady who also, uh, you know, was in that contest as well, not against the guy. The oh, lady. there was? The ladies have their own Oh, they have their own, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think she she consumed like 45 of them or something like that. Well, good for her. Yeah. Sure, she's lovely. She didn't. Uh, <laughs> she didn't do it last year because she was expecting. Oh, okay. So she didn't want to hurt the baby. Yeah, no, you don't want to do that. So the baby would have been born with G. If you're pregnant and you're worried about eating so many hot dogs, to, uh, yeah, this, it's not good for the baby. I'm thinking it's probably not good for you either. But I can't imagine how anybody could do that. Just. I was trying to picture that when you guys were talking about it, and I just had breakfast, and I, oh, man, are you kidding me? Yeah. Do they get a, do they get a lot of money for that, or what do they get oh, I'm for sure that? he makes a lot of money doing that, yeah. He's a yeah. professional eater, so. <laughs> Is that what he does it, for he, a living? That's what he does for a living. I don't know that he does anything else. Oh. <laughs> He's probably a millionaire. I'm, I don't know what he gets for it, but I... I think I told Danny, I don't know if it was that time you were listening or earlier in the day, or it might have been, I don't know, but I told him I wouldn't watch that contest if it was in my driveway. No, I wouldn't watch it. Absolutely not. So I've never watched it. No desire it. to watch no it. No desire. I'm always afraid they're going to kill themselves. You know what I mean? I just think it's stupid and disgusting. I don't know if they do that for a living. Can you take a course in college for that? You know, Hot Dog 101? I don't no? think so. You don't I think don't so? I don't think so. Hmm. I'm surprised colleges don't have eating teams. They might. Maybe I don't know. they do. They have everything else now. Though. Like might be an intramural sport. I don't well, know. That's the last thing you would think about when you're killing yourself with hot dogs that Darth Vader would come in. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> it's pretty... He fins him off with one arm and keeps shoving the hot dogs in his mouth with the other. So was he chewing as he was I, taking down I Darth guess. Vader? I'm assuming, yeah, he's constantly chewing. That's all it is, is chewing and swallowing. Wonder if he enjoys any of it, you know? Why would he do it if he didn't? He didn't have time to savor it. I know. You know? Wonder if he could sit down and eat a real meal like regularly. I know. Or does he just like he's at a restaurant? He just starts shoving it in his mouth. Yeah. What would a normal What would a normal meal be for the guy? Huh? I don't know. You know, he'd start fifteen hot dogs chewing on the table if it wasn't enough. <laughs> That's really weird. Tablecloth's gone. Plus, he, he must it. practice for the contest. I would think he'd have to, yeah. yeah. I would think so. So were there any uh, condiments involved, you know? I just think they wash them down with water to make them go down easier. I don't think there's yeah. any condiments involved. Well, we don't advise you to do that at home, kids. No, or anywhere. Don't be doing that. You know, don't be woofing me. I grew up with my parents saying, chew your food, chew yes. your food. Yep. Do you have the same thing? Oh, yeah. Because I was a fast food eater. Now I'm slow. I do it very slow because I'm tired. You know. <laughs> but in, in those days, chew your food. That's yep. all I chew heard your was food chew your thoroughly. Food and don't go in the water after you've had a raisin or whatever. Especially if you eat meat. If you're eating meat, chew oh, up yeah. your meat. Yeah, of course. Chew meat. Then they used to say between each bite, chew 200 times. I'd be here all night if I did that. I know. That's I never right. counted, one. really. But. So it would go one, two, three. <laughs> oh, the heck with it. Boink. <laughs> three, that's good. Oh, uh, that's funny. However, the, the water thing was a big farce. That was a farce. The water thing? Yeah, no, it won't go in the water. That was, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that wasn't real. You know? That's a total myth. 
Yeah. Who so knew? I don't know if, if parents of small children uh, do that now. Do that? I don't know if mm-hmm. they do that now or not. And then there'd be the lifeguard watching you and timing you after you ate. <laughs> Stop, you can't go in. Stuff. Well, I'm glad I wasn't the only one that went through that. Mm-mm. Chew your food and don't go in the water All after right. you've eaten. Right. All right. I feel almost normal now. Hardly. Hardly. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Well, I feel like I haven't been on the air in a long time. As uh, You know, it's Tuesday, it should be Monday, and uh, anyway, it is Tuesday, and we're rearing to go. It's going to be a beautiful summer day today. Sunny, a little more humidity, high 84, and then uh, 59 to 67 tonight, and in the 80s tomorrow. If you would like to be our first caller of the week, things that have been on your mind. Of course, we had another shooting, and a... Somebody's shooting at a parade in Illinois. And they have the same type of uh, menu. They were online. They were saying violent things. They've had previous trouble. Very confused. So I don't know. You know, the warning signs were there. And six people were killed. 22-year-old man. At least they have him in custody, we'll say allegedly. But they do have him in custody. That kind of put a little damper on the holiday weekend, huh? WICH is part of the Hall Communications Radio Group. From time to time, WICH has staff openings in various departments, such as sales, programming, promotions, and engineering, as well as the business office. When positions do become available, it is our policy to notify various organizations so that they can let their members be aware of them. WICH would be happy to add your organization to our notification list. Simply call us at 860-887-3511 and ask for Bob Reed. WICH and Hall Communications encourage minority and women's organizations to participate and are equal opportunity employers. Fox News Commentary. One late night host prods Democrat darling AOC on her 2024 plans. Just what we need, another proud socialist in the White House. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. Big news. Greta Van Susteren is back and she's on Newsmax. Tune into Newsmax at 6 p.m. Eastern tonight to watch The Record with Greta Van Susteren and get the real news. Plus, check out the new lineup of Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, and more. Newsmax is on all major cable and streaming platforms. If your cable system doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and demand it. And download the free Newsmax app on your phone. Make the switch to Newsmax today. 
I don't watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert because it's woke, it's not funny, and it's unwatchable, but I couldn't help but see the headlines about his interview with AOC. Colbert asked the former bartender turned congresswoman and full-blown socialist AOC she's eyeing a run in 2024 due to Joe's, uh, issues. Her response wasn't a yes, but it wasn't a no either. Look, I don't like AOC's political stances one bit, and I personally think she's unfit to serve, but boy, I hope she runs. The Democrats just might be tone-deaf and unaware enough to think moving all the way to the left fringe will work. I'd like to see them try. AOC might be a social media darling for the left, but when it comes to a general election outside of her deep blue district, well, she doesn't stand a chance. So I say, run, AOC, run. Let's make 2024 a cakewalk for Trump or DeSantis, whoever decides to throw their hat in the ring. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com. Throw your hat in the ring. That's another interesting thing, huh? Not a lot of people wear hats anymore. Baseball caps. Baseball caps. There used to be... uh, I got pictures of my dad. Always had that hat on, right? I don't think guys ever left the house without a hat. But now it's a few baseball caps. Just something I wanted to throw in this morning. Nice to be with you. 889-5252. Stu at WICHAM and FM. Trying to have a little fun today along with some serious news that uh, is always hanging around. So if you'd like to check in, be the first caller of the week, you're welcome to do so. Also, as always, we're lining up uh, some guests. Hopefully at 1 o'clock we're going to have a a guest on food safety. Food safety. You know, a lot of people uh, don't refrigerate the food and do the right uh, cooking this time of year because we're all running around. And um, some of the people spent the uh, weekend protesting. Hey, did you hear about this missing Hamilton letter? A letter written by Alexander Hamilton in 1780 and believed stolen decades ago from the Massachusetts State Archives is now back on display. What a classic letter that is. 1780. Welcome to the program. Hi, good morning. I am amazed that I'm the first caller. Where are your other regulars? No, we were just getting warmed up after the holiday. We're recuperating. Yeah. Anyway, anyway um, about the that horrible situation in, in Illinois yesterday, mm-hmm. um, there were warnings, again, that I posted stuff on the Internet, some of his songs. Where, where, they can do all of these red flag laws, and they can do this and that. But if they, I mean, if they can ban, ban me from Facebook for saying something that they don't like. Why can't they be on that person and report them to the police? You know that they're reading this stuff or they have the capability of reading things. Yeah, so what good is a red flag deal if nobody uh, does if the right do thing? About they it, don't do the right thing. With mm-hmm. Shouting it from the rooftops, literally, and they don't do anything. Very, very frustrating. And sadly, eight people, I mean, six people are dead and 30 are injured. And just, you know, the alleged killer is in custody. But um, as I said, there were so many red flags and he bought his gun legally, which was reported this morning. So I'm sorry, what was reported this morning? um, He bought his gun legally. Mm -hmm. I... uh... You know, I, they need to do something about people not respecting life. Um, 
and as I said, I I still feel I I don't know if you've ever been put in on Facebook jail, but I have. Um, luckily, not for like a month, like other people I know, but you know, for a few days, or they come up with this is you know invalid information they'll post. Well, if they can do that, why can't they do something with somebody that's posting pictures? looking like a school shooting so with you, all of the dead people. Your information obviously was something political, right? Is that correct? What? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well that's the deal. They don't. They would rather shut you down because they don't want your point of view on there, but they would let some mad person put all this disgusting, horrible stuff on there. And that's pretty obvious why they do that. I know. Well, and actually, I really don't know why I was, I never, you know, no, I why never they did knew it? exactly why I was put in Facebook jail. Mm. I would write to them and ask them. They never told me, but they would ban me for a couple of days. I, luckily, I only got like 48 hours. Um, I think, I think I might have gotten three days once. Do they explain but, you? I, said, I know people that have gotten a month, but they usually know why they did it. I, I have no clue what I, but I'm sure it was political. You know, oh, of course. Know you know, you know the slant. Mind. You know the slant. But I, I'm so they don't tell you exactly why they're putting you in Facebook jail. No, <laughs> no, they tell. I mean, some people know. I don't know. I've been to them. You know, a couple of the times that I was put in in jail. It's been a little while since I since I've gone to jail, but um, mm-hmm. um, they never they never send it back, and I don't even ask anymore because I just figure. They're not going to respond to me, but um, but I have gotten the notices. This is you know some misinformation is in your post or whatever. I've gotten those. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't always ban me for those. It's just you, you just you never know. But it would seem to me that if this guy is posting all this stuff on the internet, they should have been able to notify the police. I mean, I don't know if the police knew this part. We don't know if they knew, but. You know, a warning, but the family, the friends, I mean, the uncle said he was a loner, you know, kept to himself. Mm, of, you the, know, the usual, fine. the usual stuff, right? Yeah. The usual, the usual of, of everybody, you know, young male, loner, um, just, I don't know. It's just, you'd be afraid to go to a parade now, you know, the one at Christmas, the one now. 22 years old. You can't let fear run your life. No, you can't. You obviously can't. You know, and they they always say, "Well, this was in the suburbs," and all right. Well, it only takes one monster. Like there's right, no monsters yeah. in sh- in suburbs. It's all it takes is one. Yeah. By the way, fifty-seven people were shot over the weekend in Chicago. This was a suburb of Chicago, mm-hmm. and seven were killed, including a ten-year-old boy who was in his bedroom. And did, did you hear that moron? He did you hear that moron speaking about, well, this terrible tragedy, which it was in guns, but doesn't mention what happened in the inner cities in Chicago, where there were right. uh, ten times as many people shot? Why don't you? Right. Why don't they mention that? I don't know. Oh, I know. Well, it's funny because this Giano—I don't remember what his last name is—on Fox News, he said this morning he wasn't going to tell anybody about his his son his brother um the 18 year old that was killed but nobody you know then the news didn't mention it so he went out in public and told about it 
because mm-hmm. he, you know, he'd like to find the killer of his of his brother. You know, he wasn't the target. That he knows, but um, he had to bring it out. The family members had to bring it out. Um, oh, one one more really quick thing about about, and I think it's in Ohio. Um, the the individual that was shot sixty times. They say he was unarmed, except that he'd been shooting at the police. And then he left his gun in the car when he went and tried to run away. And one of the things, this Terrence Williams on Facebook, and he said, he's black, and he said, if you're stopped by the police, do not run. You know, don't, don't resist. That's when you get killed. You know, every single one of these incidents, of the police killing somebody, they've been resisting arrest. Don't resist the arrest. And the chances of you getting killed drop dramatically to nothing or almost nothing. Of course. Now, of course, the if the guy's not carrying a gun. I mean, not that I think 60 shots, you know, sounds good, but um, it's just, it's horrible. Anyway. And the um, usual situation is happening, you know. With the demonstrations and the burning and the whole deal. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's not going to solve anything. I know his family's pleading for um, peace, and nobody listens. Mm-hmm. It's just another excuse to, you know, have a little have a little fun and burn down things. Well, so, I hope you had a good anyway, holiday. I had a, a, you know, quiet weekend, mm-hmm. but it was good. You know, got to see my kids, my grandkids. Great. It was Great. nice. Anyway, have a great week. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you. It's never quiet with all the fireworks, of course. Welcome. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, Stu. Hi, Lair. What's cooking? <laughs> so that, that um, you see the governor and the mayor on from, from um, well, that guy's not going to get the death penalty. They abolished the death penalty in Illinois back in 2011. I did see them on the air, and uh, of course they wouldn't talk. Them, uh, how come they put these pictures, these pictures of these punks, all over the TV set? They love that, you know. These guys love to be famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't want to talk about the f- other fifty shootings, though, did they? Well, they don't care. Listen, uh, the mayor and, uh, and the governor are both Democrats, and. Uh, uh, they insulted the victims again yesterday by going on TV and just talking about guns. They never talked about the victims and their families. Uh, so they're pretty despicable. Everything is guns. It's not guns. There's another mass shooting on the way. Okay? Right now, within a week, two weeks, there's another mass shooting going to take place. And then when the schools open up, they better start worrying about that because they're going to start there again. You're not going to end this. This is copycats, one right after the other. Okay, you can get rid of every gun you want. You think you're going to get rid of 400 million guns off the streets? You're going to stop shootings? And what's the difference between a mass shooting of six people dead and, and uh, every single weekend you get between four and 12 people uh, uh, murdered in, in, in uh, Chicago? Well, obviously. Do to, what, what do they talk about one and not the other for? They obviously make it a difference. It uh, doesn't uh, help them politically if you go into the other inner city stuff. That's the way I look at it. I don't know. The president should be yelling and screaming about that every week. Uh, did you see his pathetic speech last night? Which one? The one before the uh, out in the uh, out in the uh, backyard at the, before the fireworks last night in Washington. 
Mm, I don't know what I don't. I I saw a few of his. Uh, what was he? Uh, obviously got into politics, right? Oh, he was talking about how good the economy was. Oh, that. Uh, yeah. yeah, all kinds of stuff. And then he said about two words about the shooting and, and um, mm-hmm. even uh, didn't even say anything about the victims uh, or nothing when he had his speech. But he, he's... Uh, forget about him. He said... One other thing, I'll let you go. Saturday's paper? Yes. The day. In the day? Mm-hmm. Saturday's paper? Big... Uh, Claire Bissett, she doesn't miss anything, her. All the, all the woman's post of justice's home address is criticized. That alderman, Tracy Berto, she got, I guess she posted the uh, uh, home addresses on, on, um, uh, on her uh, platform or whatever on the computer. And now the chairman of the Republican Town Committee calling for immediate resignation. And now they're having a fight between uh, him and the Republicans and the uh, Democrats. She says she has no intention of, uh, of resigning. Hmm. Did you see that article? No, I did not see that article. I w- did not well, get the paper well, on that day. I'll make a copy of it and bring, you in, bring it in for you. Yeah, that's uh, amazing. <laughs> what? It's amazing. I'm not yeah. surprised by anything anymore. Well, but why would somebody do that? Why would anybody want to uh, post the, home, the addresses of the justices on, on, the, um, on the computer for why, why would you do that? Whether you're a Republican, Democrat, Independent, or what? Why would you do that? Because yeah. of hatred, huh? Because yeah. of uh, you, you want people to go to these people's houses. Kavanaugh almost got murdered, and then she turns around and she does something like this. I'm as mad as you are, pal. I'm telling you, there's no moral compass anymore. No, you got to think before you do stupid things. Mm-hmm. People are the one that causes. Uh, 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 some of these uh, catastrophes that happen in our country by doing by, they, by doing what they do, they do stupid things and then it, call, it leads one thing to another. It, I don't know whatever happened to stuff uh, like this. You don't go on a computer and put. put uh, of course not. I don't even think about doing that at uh, city council. You wouldn't, I wouldn't do go it on with a computer any, and put the address of Peter Nystrom on mayor or, or the city yeah, council. You wouldn't do it with anybody. God's sake! I mean, no. come on, it's ridiculous. No. Well, you know, you, I don't know where these people uh, come from. You know, this is a very interesting article. I'm not going to read this whole thing to you. Mm-hmm. I will get you a copy, and you can read it for yourself. But um, I was pretty disgusted with this. I'm not happy with this uh, at all. That she would do something like this. Well, I'm not happy with it either, Larry. Thank you. So, okay, have a good day. See ya. Hi, welcome to the program. Oh, hey, Stu. Hey there. Yeah, you know, it was weird. In Preston last night, on my side of town, not one fireworks was heard. No kidding. You, this is the first time in my whole life that I have never heard them go off on the 4th of July. And then I said to myself, yeah, you know what? It was probably either put gasoline in your car or buy $50 worth of fireworks. And I guess everybody decided, put gasoline in your car. This is the way of our economy. And, yeah, it is scary. Now, that lady, oh, did you have a good fourth? 
It was all right. It was, you know, just okay. Uh, as far as fireworks, I think they were going on all, all night where I was. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, um, well, I'm going to stay lucky because, you know, I missed it. I go, this is weird. It's you missed so the fireworks? Yeah. Yeah, oh. not one. And usually they're going off and they echo because we live where there's a lot of woods and trees and they really echo. Nothing. They're really strange. But I'm, I'm thinking economy, you know, maybe people just can't afford them. And the lady that called, wondering why she got tossed off of Facebook for a while, you cannot discuss vac- vaccine info. You cannot discuss election fraud. And you cannot talk the truth about what you know is going on in the Ukraine. Because we're getting fed lies anyway. I know it, but the mainstream media wants to tell you what the White House wants you to know that they want to tell you. Now, you know the proof, you know they're all saying that uh, Russia and um, China must have something on the Bidens. Do you know today, I heard early this morning, Janet Yellen lifted tariffs on China that Trump put in place. Well, they're talking about it. I don't think they actually Uh, did it. I'm pretty sure, well, as the New York station said, you know, She's lifting it, and I'm thinking, oh, isn't that just so gracious? It's like, yeah, you're taxing everybody and giving us high prices, and then they're taking, lifting uh, tariffs on them that Trump put in place. And guess where the playbook is coming from that they're doing all this bad stuff to our country? Where's the playbook coming from? Okay. <laughs> the Declaration of Independence. Uh-huh. I'm not kidding. I dug, we dug it out. The Heritage Foundation sent me, well, we got it, right? And then on the back, it's got the Constitution. Now, last night on the radio, not on the, on the Internet, Robert Barnes on vacation read the whole Declaration of Independence. And I'm thinking, oh, we've all heard the when in the course of human events, or we hold these truths to be self-evident, right? We've all heard the only two paragraphs of it. Do you know it goes on and on, and it says, um, history of repeated injuries and usurpations all having direct, ob- indirect object, the establishment of absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let the facts be submitted to a candid world. Listen, listen to some of these. He has refused. Okay, now p- put Biden's name in front of this. He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for public good. He has forbidden the governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation to, till his assent should be attained. And then when suspended, he utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass the laws for the accommodation of large districts of the people, um, unless the people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right in estimate to them formidable to tyrants only. In other words, acting like a tyrant. Called together legislative bodies at places unusual and uncomfortable and distant 
from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures, dissolved representation houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. Um, in other words, stepping on the neck of the people. All right. Um, okay, I don't have a lot of time, so. Uh, well, I'll do half, maybe the next hour. Oh, okay, well, you want to get some real, real one? Okay, let's see. Um, it is, all right, there's a real list. Um, for, um, for protecting by mock trial from punishment any mur- for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of the United States. This is talking about illegals coming here. Okay, so I'm really going to give other people a chance to get in, okay? Well, um... All right, buddy. Everybody get your Declaration of Independence out, Marvin and Larry, and read the last few paragraphs that Biden is doing to our country. All right, buddy. Thank you. King George did. All right. King George, huh? Welcome to the program. You're on. Hey. Hey, Sue. Happy belated Fourth of July, buddy. Hey, Joe. What did you do on the Fourth of July weekend? I, I hung around. My own little apartment, my eagle's nest. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been here 25 years in this little eagle's nest. But I have CPTV. Vanessa Williams, they did an entree, man. Dude, she, it went from 2015 up to like 2022 for the July celebrations at the Capitol and the fireworks. But I saw Jimmy Buffett. I saw John Fogarty. Uh, I I got to watch so much good good music and mm-hmm. and just good times, bro. Yeah, good. I, I'm sorry I missed that. I don't know why. I was tired, I guess. That's anyway. okay. Uh, of course, well, mm-hmm. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, and 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 this really blows my mind. And I and my question was going to be W H Y for Sue. I love her, but man, I don't want to read USA Today yesterday. She goes on and on, but listen, Terry Gross, W-H-Y-Y, Philly. Man, I didn't know. And three of them, they come from Jewish uh, heritage. I didn't realize how much she aged, but I used to listen to her back in Philly, and I still listen to her, Stu. A uh, touch of fresh air, a uh, breath of fresh air. And I said, she's my wall of concrete on the air. And you're my Stu Breyer on the air. And Larry, he, I love Larry. I'm so glad he's doing well. But the thing is, brother, I had a good time. And I just, I cooked some hamburgers. You know, I didn't grill, but I cooked them. And I had a good time. And, um... Now today it's going to be gloomy a little bit. I'm looking at my Scooper Doppler, but you know, um, what I wanted to really say. What did you, you know, really want I to say? Trying to get a hold of Danny this morning and say, "Hey, good for you, Dan," because you guys are great. And the thing is, I live for listening to the radio, and I live to watch real documentaries. I had a good, I had a good weekend too. I'm glad you had a good weekend, and thanks for calling. You got it, my man. And uh, you got any guests coming up this week? 
Yeah, I've got some guests. I think I may even have one on food safety at 1 o'clock today. We're just trying to confirm that, that's which is cool. important. Hey, that's important. real cool, Stu. W-H-Y-Y, you know, you've heard of Terry Gross, I'm sure. You've been in the air for almost 60 years. <laughs> we get 52, brother. you got five years at Weir. They don't even know this. Court. All right, buddy. Thank you. See you. bro. I, I don't know. I didn't spend five years in Weir. I was there for six months. I, when I first got into radio and I, they said, where did you work? I said, where? And they go, where? And we go, where? But that was the name of the town. We're Massachusetts. And I remember where because they had the best pierogies ever. There was a little restaurant that served Polish food. You could get pierogies for a dime. So I would get about six of them for 60 cents. What a treat, huh? Stu Breyer with you, WICH. We have a sunny day, 84 degrees. We'll be right back, and it's an open forum to start things off. 94.5 WICH is celebrating summer this Friday at Howard T. Brown Park with the Norwich Harbor Fireworks. Brought to you by Foxwoods Resort Casino. There will be food trucks and music in partnership with the Greater Norwich Area Chamber of Commerce. All the fun starts at 5 p.m., and the fireworks blast off just after 9 p.m. Look for the WICH tent with Franco and your chance to win prizes at the Norwich Harbor Fireworks, Friday with 94.5 and 1310 AM WICH. All righty, I'd like to tell you about something uh, neat. Does anybody still say that? Neat anymore? A medieval feast is going to be held at Park Congregational Church in Norwich on Saturday, July 9th at 7 p.m. If you enjoyed the Renaissance Fair, you're going to love the Midsummer Night Feasts. Dale Plummer, organizer. Dale also, the Norwich City historian, has a master's degree in medieval studies from the University of Connecticut. Recipes will be from medieval English, French, and Italian cookbooks of the late 1300s and 1400s. Yes, they had food in those days. The feast will feature three courses of four dishes each. Meat dishes will include roast chicken with authentic sauces, pork loin cooked in a wine sauce and a great pie ancestor of the modern mince meat pie but with beef and other meat as well as fruit. There will also be dishes suitable for vegetarians and vegans including gourd soup don't eat too much you'll be gourding on that soup. Gourd soup, cabbage soup salad with fresh herbs, braised greens medieval food is simply put delicious According to Kevin Harkins, our buddy of Heritage Information Radio, Kevin says, I've attended many of these feasts, and I am always impressed by the unique flavors and the variety of medieval food. And if Kevin Harkins says it, it must be good. The feast will have an Arthurian theme, according to uh, Mr. Plummer, in the legend of King Arthur. The Great Feast of the Court was held at Pentecost to celebrate the accession of the King of the Throne. Harkin said in the Middle Ages, Arthur was held to be an historic figure, and medieval nobles often held mock round tables and tournaments in honor of Arthur and his knights. Arthur and his knights. Hmm. 
There will be medieval tournaments in the church grounds starting at 11 a.m. and Barony Beyond the Mountain, a chapter of the Society for Creative Anarchism, will conduct the event, which features foot combat with wooden swords, which they, they kick each other and sword them. I don't know. This is the 50th anniversary of the founding of the Barony, according to Dale Plummer. A prize, an engraved pewter bowl, is offered to the winner of the tourney. Now, the cost of the feast is $30 per adult, 15 per child, and 12 and under. For further information and reservations, contact Park Congregational Church at 860-887-3747. By the way, medieval costume is not required. I may have some old stuff in the closet you could borrow of mine. There will be some spare costumes available for those who want to dress in medieval garb available on a first-come, first-served basis. If you'd like more information, call Dale at uh, 949-5784. It's quite an event, eating some medieval food. A little bit different from what we may have had over the uh, July 4th weekend. Are you making multiple trips to the pharmacy each month, taking up your precious time? It's time for you to simplify. I'm Sandra Grillo from Utley & Jones Pharmacy, here to tell you about our exciting refill coordination program called Simplify My Meds. With Simplify My Meds, you won't worry about running short of pills or running out of refills. Our pharmacists and staff will check with you every month, review your medications, vitamins, supplements, and call your doctors to get refills for you. With Simplify My Meds, you can get all of your prescriptions filled at the same time every month. You can have the convenience of a single monthly trip to the pharmacy or delivery to your home or office. Isn't it time for you to simplify your life? Isn't it time for you to come into Utley & Jones Pharmacy? That's Utley & Jones Pharmacy, 112 Lafayette Street, Norwich, and online at www.utleyandjones.com. All right, it's good to be joining you today on this Tuesday. If I make a mistake and say it's Monday, you can correct me or shake the radio. Things that I ponder in my Ponderosa corner is that uh, I see more and more people wearing jeans that are totally ripped up. In our days, if you had jeans ripped up, they were thrown away. But now they are, you buy them that way. I don't understand it. Hmm? I look at it as more room for mosquitoes to get in. But they are the thing, that's the fashion. Jeans that are totally ripped. And the more ripped... The better the gene. Maybe somebody can call and explain that to me, what the uh, attraction is with ripped jeans. But, you know, I'd like to know, and maybe I'll get some. The thing is, they're not any cheaper. You know, jeans are very expensive, and you would think, well, they're all ripped, and they're missing some uh, cloth there. Why aren't they cheaper? Not the case. New message. Hey, girlfriend, it's Carol from Jury Duty. We never actually spoke, but I saw you ordered the same hoagie as me at lunch. What are the chances? Anywho, I heard you just got a boat. We should totally grab some hoagies and take it out for a spin. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Do I want to feel the wind in my hair? Guilty as charged. <laughs> oh, seriously, let's ride on your boat. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Dear Santa, this Christmas I would like some ripped jeans. 
preferably very rippy. Wherever you go, don't don't fall and rip your jeans. All right. Mm-hmm. So what else is happening? 889-5252 is uh, our telephone number. The Pope has denied rumors of resignation, and he hopes to visit Moscow. Hmm. Well, maybe he can help out in that situation, huh? Let's see what else is going on. Fourth round of flood misery for Sydney. That's what, you know, Sydney lives down the street. More than 30,000 residents of Sydney and its surrounds were told to evacuate or prepare for to abandon their homes Monday as Australia's largest city faces its fourth, possibly worst round of flooding in less than a year and a half. Wow, what's going on there, huh? Days of torrential rain caused dams to overflow and waterways to break their banks, bringing a new flood emergency to parts of the city of 5 million people. The latest information they have is that there's a very good chance that the flooding will be worse than any of the other three floods that those areas had in the last 18 months. Wow. Always something all over the world, huh? Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi. You're talking about um, ripped jeans and whatnot. I couldn't believe when they were selling in the stores. Oh, yeah. They're very popular. Oh, my God. I think the you prices... I, mean? the, I can't believe it either. The prices are rip-off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember, I think he's a comedian. Comedian. Uh, Rip Van Torn. Rip there Torn. He was an actor. Oh, is that what it was? I think so. I, I think could be wrong, but... Rip torn, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Rip torn jeans. So, um, the other thing I wanted to say was um, I'm glad the uh, fireworks are over. You don't like fireworks, huh? No, I like them. On TV, if you go to an open space, but in my neighborhood, um, the derelicts that live across the street from me. Every year, set them off. They put them in the middle of the road, and they think it's funny. I mean, these are not sparklers, and I live in a a close uh, neighborhood with a lot of houses, and they were firing them off. Well, there's two things that bother me. There's one thing um, that there's a whole bunch of debris all over everywhere in the streets in my driveway my neighbor's driveway and all this so uh number two i think this should be a way for norwich to make money and find these people that do that for the cleanup if they don't clean it up and the next day, mm-hmm. then they should be fined for littering. I'm trying to call Public Works. Nobody answered yet because they really need a street cleaner to come down and clean it up. Now that's their extra um, time that they got to clean up after somebody's mess. So um, that's what I think. They could make money if they charge these people that do that, and I know right where it is, so I could tell them and uh, find them. Well, how you know, late? Because they don't clean it up. How late and were I they? I know the street cleaners 
came in my area not long ago, and now it looks like that. How long were they uh, blasting the firecrackers? Oh, I would say about two and a half hours, three hours. Mm. Now, these, this is a road, it's residential, a lot of telephone wires, cable wires, whatever, in the middle of the road, and these were huge fireworks. They're not, you know, so um, they think it's all funny, but then they leave the debris all over the road. Yeah. Which, you know, that that kind of bothers me. Have fun, whatever. It's a safety concern, number one. Okay, I could get, I could get by that, but not clean up your mess is another thing. Well, that's, uh, I'm glad you brought it to our attention, and uh, I know a lot of people tune in. Maybe they want to check it out. It's uh, too bad that, well, you, you know, don't expect I mean, them to. People uh, want to have fun. I know that, but the bigger the works, the more they get off on that, uh, and and this went on until probably 11 o'clock, it started at about a little after 9, and mm-hmm. um, they don't clean it up, that's the thing, that's the kicker to me, it's like, ugh, all this cardboard, plastic, and every, it, it's littered, they should be... Uh, the city of Norwich should be making money off these people that don't, that litter. Well, okay, they probably wouldn't pay the fine, but, uh, all right. Well, you know, um, there's some, should be some consequence, I think. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure the neighbors around me, I mean, they're looking out their doors, and you got... Uh, you know, and these are being shot from their driveway in the middle of the road toward the house across from them. So they got litter all over. I mean, it's not just in the road. Sounds like a good know? way to start a fire, huh? Oh, well, yeah, that's concerning to me. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody's got little, like I've got a tarp on a, my patio. I mean, we're all close-knit and all the all this debris. Um, all right, I'm glad uh, that you. Uh, are coming I'm down. glad that you aired it, so maybe somebody will address it. Thank you. Okay. Thank Hello, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi. Hello there. Well. How's my little firecracker? <laughs> well, I'm glad that they weren't blowing any off here because we haven't had a lot of rain here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm always afraid it'll get up on the roof or. Or something. Oh, sure. You always um, hear some terrible story in the firing yeah. off those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I understand that lady because I'm out in the woods, kind of, but sometimes they, uh, in the back, uh, they uh, shoot them off and they end up in my yard, the uh, whatever they are. So, so I don't really like that part. Um, so was it a noise? Fire. It was a noisy weekend? Oh. No, not here. Not like uh, Good. Susie said, it was kind of quiet around here. So you missed I'm it. happy about. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what else? What was I? I'm very shocked about all the shootings. Um, I think we're numb to them by know. now. I just don't know what people are going to do. we got to put it into this. And uh, the other lady, the first call, yeah, you got to be pe- careful what you put on Facebook because... You're like a little kid. You're going to sit in a corner for a few days. 
without talking on Facebook, you know? I'm not a big uh, fan of putting uh, stuff on there because, you know, it's too much information. And uh, some of the folks, and I know they love the Facebook thing and they love to uh, communicate with their friends and take pictures, but I think as far as getting your uh, personal quiet time and not putting everything out there, I think is a good idea. Well, my granddaughter puts pictures of my great-grandson and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's good to put too much, like you're from such-and-such such a state and live in such-and-such such mm-hmm. a state. But, you know, we, we've got to keep hanging in there. Um, there's a lot of problem at the border, I believe, in Texas. Oh, it's a horrendous. going on. Oh, it's horrendous. Gracious. It's awful. It's, oh, it's criminal what what's being doing? done there. Yeah, but you know, a lot of them are all men uh, that I saw earlier this morning no, in line mix. trying to get across. I don't trust this situation at all. You know, I just want people to be safe, but something's got to give. I got to tell you that things got to change. So well, maybe I our president, you a happy day. Maybe our president will wake up one morning and change things, huh? I think he needs to be hit in the face with a wet noodle. Or something. I, I I don't understand this, Stu. I've been alive a long time. I've never seen a president behave this way. And um, so let's hope in November we get new people and things will be okay. But I'm a little optimistic about things getting better. Um, I'm, I'm just worried about fuel prices. Well, don't and worry. Gas, and, uh, I don't know what you're doing, how you're doing. Like everybody gas. else. Like everybody else. I, in fact, I, I'm almost not empty. i got to fill it up oh, today. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, you better do that, dear. Don't forget. You know, um, we were down at Mohegan Park, I don't know when, and we didn't look at the gas tank, and we ran out, and our son had to bring gas. <laughs> oh, no kidding. you gotta, you got to check that. I'm, I'm, i got to run, but thank you. Oh, thank you, See dear. You. Hi, welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning, Stu Breyer. How are you? Hello, Marvin. What's up? What's up? It's God before country. (laughs) I went to church Saturday night, went to church Sunday morning, and then I went to another church Sunday morning, believe it or not. Okay. And uh, last night, uh, I enjoyed a lot of fireworks activity. Um, We didn't have the official fireworks. I guess that's Friday night. Mm-hmm. I believe at the harbor. Um, that's the way I understand it. But anyway, so the neighborhood, all the neighborhood kids were out there with all their fireworks, so we had a good time. Good. Glad everything's yeah. well. Yes, everything is, is pretty well. And uh, um, it's, it's interesting. You know, of course, Larry, Sue, myself, um, we all tend to have a, a very... Um, congenial agreement because I agree with them and uh, and they do their homework they really do their homework and it's good to know them and that's what we need to do we need to, to do our homework uh, people that don't read some of our documents and find out exactly what they say you really need to and they're written so that they're written so that people who who understand the English language will understand the document 
just try it. Try picking up your Declaration of Independence. Try picking up your Constitution. Um, read it. Try picking up your Bible. Read that too. And uh, and you know you'll you'll find you understand an awful lot. All right, Myron. Thank you for your tip today. You're welcome. We're out of time for this hour. WICH is getting warmed up. And yes, it is a Tuesday. It's almost the weekend again. My goodness. So I hope things went well for you for the weekend. And a lot of hustle and bustle, a lot of traveling. Yeah, a lot of cars. People are saying, hey, I'm going for it. It's up to you. WICHAM 1310, home of the Dan O'Brien Morning Show. 94.5 W233DB in Norwich. We're on AM and FM with you. Right now, our temperature is up to uh, 78 degrees, and it's 11 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Peter King in Orlando. A person of interest is in custody, and police say they've found a rifle believed to have been used to kill six people and wound 25 others at the Highland Park, Illinois, July 4th parade. Mayor Nancy Rotary. My heart breaks for everybody in this town. I'm not sure what happened uh, to him to compel him to commit this kind of evil in his hometown. Um, But we have a city that is in deep mourning today, and uh, we are going to take a long time to heal from all of this. In Philadelphia, police are trying to figure out who shot and wounded two officers working security at a July 4th event. Commissioner Danielle Outlaw. The good news is that uh, both officers have since been treated and released. Outlaw says the shots could have been intentional or somebody firing a gun into the air to celebrate the 4th. An Akron, Ohio body cam video shows police officers shooting a black man dozens of times. Police say Jalen Walker fired at them first from a car and appeared to be reaching for a weapon as he ran from them. He was unarmed, but police say they did find a gun in his car. Former NYPD Sergeant Keith Taylor says it appears that officers did what they were trained to do, but... Policies can be developed that will lessen the number of officers simultaneously utilizing lethal force. I think that would be better for all involved. The White House confirms it's received a handwritten note from WNBA star Brittany Griner asking for help in getting out of a Russian prison. Griner is being tried on drug charges and she writes that she's afraid she'll never get out of Russia. Her wife Sherelle on CBS Mornings. She is probably the strongest person that I know so she doesn't say words like that lightly. That means she truly is terrified um, that she may never see us again. And, you know, I share those same sentiments. Gas prices aren't necessarily where you want them, but they have been falling. Gas buddy analyst Patrick DeHaan says he expects the trend to continue. Demand has been increasing seasonally, but I will say that we are not seeing record gasoline demand this summer. And that's likely due to the fact that prices are still near record highs. Some states are now averaging less than $4 per gallon. Well, this is what my front yard is going to sound like in a couple of hours. And what you're actually hearing is lawnmower racing at the World Championships in Southeast England. Group 2 winner, Graham Tippenham. It doesn't drive like anything that you've ever driven before, so you've got to learn it from scratch. All the engines are the same, the equipment is pretty much all the same, so everyone's on a level. I'll be pushing mine in a couple of hours. On Wall Street, the Dow is down more than 680 points. The Nasdaq is down 82. This is CBS News. Find great hires fast with Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in the same place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit.
The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too, even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Several countries have found themselves quickly moving forward for NATO membership since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. We got more on that from CBS's Elaine Cobb at the Foreign Desk. Fast tracking their applications, the 30 members of NATO have signed off on accepting Sweden and Finland as new members. This is an historic day. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. We will do our part in contributing to NATO's collective defense shoulder to shoulder with the other allies. Swedish Foreign Minister Anne Linde. Member states now need to ratify the membership in their national parliaments. Elaine Cobb, CBS News. In Italy, there are signs that the case against Oscar-winning director Paul Haggis may be unraveling. A judge has ordered him to be released from house arrest where he was being held on sex charges. His representative says the judge determined the alleged victim showed no physical signs of violence or abuse. I'm Peter King, CBS News. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. My goodness, we're into July already. Make every day count this summer. Enjoy yourself. Do a lot of different things. I know the gas prices are pretty high, but uh, have a great summer because it goes so quickly, doesn't it? And remember, usually after July 4th, it just seems to zoom by. So how's your summer going so far? Everybody okay? 889-5252 is our telephone number. Any subject is all right when we have an open topic. So if there's a question you have about anything or you want to get something off your chest, 889-5252 is the number. Welcome to the program. Hey, Stu, in second quarter, I get the call. Hey, two things. If I let you. Yeah, um, I'm concerned, and I know you're being the great journalist, broadcast you are. Is there anybody out there that can call Patty and see how she is? Okay, I'm glad, you know, I'm concerned about Patty, too. And, uh, yeah, because she always calls, too. And she was a nurse. Mm-hmm. I think she's a great woman. I would have loved to meet her at the DQ celebration. I I'm did sad get, for her today. I did get to meet her once. Uh, we had something special going on at the Wolf Den, and um, she was there. It was wonderful to meet her. Mm-hmm. Wow. And another thing, there were so many great artists I got to see yesterday. It was it was an encore and a half, 
it probably went for six hours. I, I just sat here and watched and watched. Some of the greatest artists, John Fogarty, his old, his daughter, I thought of you. I thought of Mal, I thought of Elise, and I thought of May. All his daughters play guitar. They were right behind him playing. Put me in coach uh, for the baseball Yeah, club. runs in the family, uh, musicians, just like athletes. Unbelie- yeah, unbelievable, Stu. All right, Joe, thank you. I'm going to dig up a song for the 12 o'clock goalies, man, but I, I won't call you until one. All right, Later. see ya. Hi, welcome to the program. You okay? What's up? Good morning. Oh, good morning, Helen. Yes. Uh, I heard you breathing. My mimogram, the 1st of July, July, I was in the hospital, and they say, I'm fine. You know, what you know, you? I have cancer, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm still taking the medicine for cancer. So they say, I'm fine. <laughs> so it was wonderful. That's yes. wonderful news. So they gave you a checkup to see if everything was okay, oh, yes. and it I came out good. Machine, yes, and... Uh, I don't like to do that, but uh, I have to, you know, until next year, uh, month of May, uh, it's going to be the last time I take the the medicine for cancer. All right. I'm pain everywhere. The doctor told my daughter and I, when I take this medicine of cancer, I'm going to have pain all over, and I have pain all over. So I'm going to be okay. Yes, we love uh, good news. Thank you. I, I came here. It was my birthday, mm-hmm. July 1st, so I told the, the lady saw the paper July 1st, so they all tell me happy birthday over there. That's a nice birthday present you got. Oh, yes, oh my God, yes, yes. And yep. when, you are, when you're not on the pills anymore, you'll get all your energy back? And, oh, uh, yes, month of May next year, it's us, it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. Yes, because, oh my God. I feel bad for anybody, you know. So, but my son said, Mom, you're fine, you're fine. Michael, you don't want to hear. He said, you are fine, Mom. Oh, yeah, he didn't see me. He's coming the 14th of July. Oh, that's wonderful. La prise de la Bastille. The 14th of July. Yes, you know the 14th that? of July. Okay, right. Yes, uh, he coming. <laughs> the, 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 Michael, he, he don't care. He, he's an American, typically the American well, guy. When, you're, when Michael comes... <laughs> You're going to hit a few... My daughter tried to to speak French in other language, you know. And uh, the man was speak German to us a few words, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, when we went to, for my mimogram. And we turned and said, oh, my God, he he spoke German. So my daughter answered to... (laughs) Yeah, so we did. I'm so glad I'm all right. God. You're all right with me, Helen. Yeah, thank you. How about Patty? What happened to Patty? Just talk about Patty. Okay, we're going to try to find out how Patty's doing, okay? But she, she, she has a son. Can the son call if there's something wrong? Uh, the son may be working, but uh, if Patty's listening, I hope she will check in with us. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. She's a nurse like me. Yes. <laughs> okay, I met her. She's a very nice, sweet lady. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to let you go, mm-hmm. and uh, have a nice day, dear. All right, you too. Nice to hear some good news, isn't it? WYCH, welcome. Oh, Stu. Hi there, Wonder Man. How you doing? I'm okay, you I doing? think. Oh, mm-hmm. good. 
good. Hey, uh, I just wondered a question about the uh, lady that song at the 70th anniversary at the Wolf Den of WICH. Was was her name Fred? Oh, Fred that was singing there? Yeah, yeah, yeah I really liked your singing. That um, was when uh, WICH celebrated their 70th year at the yeah, Wolf Den. Yeah, you played it. I didn't go there, but you played it on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I especially liked it at first when they had the whole sound of the room. It was more of a be there sound. And then when it just went from the mic to the radio, um, I like the other way of sounding, you know, when you hear the whole room. It's just some personal preference, I guess. Sure. Anyway, is her name spelled, if if you happen to know, is it P-H-R-E-D? I don't know. That's just a nickname, and people call her Fred. So I don't know exactly. Yeah, but I saw somebody advertise in the newspaper and it's a lady, I believe, because they list the lady first. There's a guy, too. And the lady's name was spelled P-H-R-E-D, and she's a singer. So this may be the same There's uh, a, very, same one. Very possible, sure. Very, yeah, very nice anyway, lady. What do, you, what do you call that uh, echo music, the type I like when they first did it? Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of singers in the early days had an echo in the background to give the sound a, more of a sound. Yeah, maybe that's why. It sounded like a nice old-type old thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, what type of music? Uh, oh, and I, I every once in a great while, not much anymore, a, uh, a commercial on TV I really like. And there's one for the Philadelphia Cream Cheese, and it plays uh, music, but it's almost like it, when I had a dream one time and I had music in the dream, it sounded just like that, like a heavenly-type singing it's so it's like a lady lays back and the clouds are there mm-hmm. and then you see philadelphia but i wonder if you have you or anybody else noticed that commercial yet no i haven't no yeah it's just uh it's just a sound i i like it sounds like heavenly music but anyway glad you're doing good Stu. Well, i'm always uh willing to play heavenly music so yeah yeah, right. that was one of them. I <laughs> hope yeah, does a lot. And I heard a, a song advertised at late night TV. I thought it was from ABBA, but it was actually another band. But it sounded very much. It was an American singer. It sounded mm-hmm. very much like ABBA. Um, I can't remember what it was. Well, but, uh, I hope you had a good weekend. Yeah, you too, Stu. All right. Did you go to the fireworks? No, no, I didn't. But I saw well, I saw a lot of fireworks actually, yeah, and they were gone all night. I think. Yeah, I watched them on TV <clears> pretty <throat> well, and uh, and you know I don't they out west where it's really dry now. They didn't want to do the fireworks because of the nature of them. So they have the, all these drone shows at night. Mm-hmm. Sure, having so those are pretty cool. Those drone shows. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks, Stu. Thanks. Hello, welcome. Good morning to you. Yes. Good morning, Stu. Hey, buddy, what's up? Hey, did you did you uh, pick up the day paper for Saturday? I did not see Saturday's day paper. No. Well, there's a there was a big article in there about your friend Bruce McDonald. Really? Okay. Uh, wrote up a big article about him. He deserves a lot your of big. Your name was art- mentioned in the article, also. Who was who was mentioned? Your name. My name. Yep. Oh. I guess you. Uh, you worked with him at WICH, right? I worked with him when I worked in Westerly, and I worked with him at WICH, and he's one of my best friends in my life. 
Yeah, and that, and that was in there. That was in the article. Oh, really? Okay. Very, very nice article they wrote up about him well, by I, uh, Karen Foran in the day paper. Well, I really have to find that because... Uh, I mean, I have a copy if you want it. I can get it to you. When you're walking three miles? Well, I could, I could do it after I do my three miles. <laughs> okay. I would right. love. I would love to see it. Uh, I don't think we okay, have Saturday's I'll, I'll, I'll get it paper. To you. Larry might be going over there with something, right? Yeah. yeah. Larry said he's going to bring something over to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe I we can uh, touch base with each other, and he can get it over there for you. You can carpool. In the date in the date paper, they have the uh, the day ma- magazine. You ever see the day magazine? Yes, and they, and I I got a uh, picture of uh, our dairy Q, uh, DQ thing, right? No, no, this is the Day Magazine, not the Knowledge Time. Okay, well, the Day Magazine. It's a big big magazine. Yeah, it's an article there about the Declaration of Independence. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's a very some very nice pictures in there too. <clears throat> they did a good job. Oh, and, uh, seems like I missed a lot. About Samuel Samuel Huntington, mm-hmm. but he's supposed to have been the first president of the United States. That's what Bill. Some historians, but uh, according to this article, uh, he really isn't. Oh well, anyway, he was it was only ceremonial. He was only a, uh, uh, it was only a ceremonial thing. It didn't have the authority of the you know, United States Constitution. Well, he's well, still I'll pretty get that high up. Over to you too, so you can look at that magazine. It's a very nice magazine. All right, just take a wheelbarrow with all that stuff, and we'll check it out. Uh, okay, right, and uh, you enjoy your day now. Thank you. You too. Hello, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. I'm glad that gentleman mentioned that magazine and that article. I did see the one on your best friend. They showed a picture of him and everything in it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, on the magazine at Samuel Huntington, I'm looking, I'm reading it, right? I didn't know he was born on my birthday, July 16th. Isn't oh, that a riot? Yeah, then you and him have a lot in common. Yeah, and I always said I was born 200 years too late. I always had 1732 as a favorite date in my head. He was 1731, though. But on that, and you know what? Michael Moore. You know that guy that does movies and everything, Mr. Big Deal? Yeah, I know him. Okay. He did back in the, oh, I'm going to say, okay, I'll say ni- late 90s, 99. He did Canadian Bacon, that one I was telling you about. Alan Alder was in it, and Michael Moore was in it. Mm-hmm. And Michael Moore put out this whatever that he only is going to have half citizenship in the United States and, and talking down on the United States, okay? In that, what a hypocrite, in the movie Canadian Bacon. It's a comedy, but it's got seriousness in it. He's in a pickup truck, and he's got a gun in his hand, you know, a military one, with a whole bunch of other guys, and they're flying American flags, and he's yelling, let's put America back in North America. And it was all about being an American. And now, all of a sudden, he flipped to the other side, and now he's against America. But 
that movie is the one that had Tex Ritter singing God Bless America again. Really? So what a hypocrite he is, and it was made by Michael Moore. Well, he's always tongue-in-cheek anyway. He, oh. You don't know what, what in the world he's coming from. And get this, made by Propaganda Films. Isn't that <laughs> ironic? Yeah, well, that's mm. part of his shtick. Yeah, but he's in a pickup truck yelling with a gun in his hand and all kinds of American flags. Let's put America back, North, you know, back in North America, something like that. But he is saying all that, and he did start it off with God Bless America again. So, you know, all of his liberal worshipers can know he was on the other side of the fence. Well, you know what? That might have been during the Clinton era. I'm telling you, he does a lot of spoof, so he could be... Uh saying something and making fun of things, knowing him. Well, he did make the movie, so I don't know mm -hmm. what he was up to, but he's the one that made the movie. That's the thing. But it's called Canadian Bacon, if anyone can find it. It is funny because Alan Alda is a president in it, and it is funny. Oh, Alan Alda. Yeah, then. and John Candy. Mm. And I think wow. and this lady with black curly hair, and I think she was in some kind of a show, maybe behind a bar with a bunch of people. I can't think of the name of it. You're talking about Cheers? Maybe. You would probably, anyone who watched it probably would recognize her. I recognized her from that because she was in the middle of a whole group of people and black curly hair. And she's in it, too, as John Candy's sidekick. He's a sheriff. It is a really excellent movie. Well, and that I want to see, then. You got me thinking about that yeah, one. It's called Canadian Bacon, and it is by Michael Moore. All right. Thank okay, you. Okay, thanks. Michael Moore might have done something really good with that one. I think she's talking about the little gal on Cheers, which was a fun show. A lot of reruns on that around. 94.5 WICH is celebrating summer this Friday at Howard T. Brown Park with the Norwich Harbor Fireworks. Brought to you by Foxwoods Resort Casino. There will be food trucks and music in partnership with the Greater Norwich Area Chamber of Commerce. All the fun starts at 5 p.m. and the fireworks blast off just after 9 p.m. Look for the WICH tent with Franco and your chance to win prizes at the Norwich Harbor Fireworks. Friday with 94.5 and 1310 AM WICH. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Did you know that accidental poisoning in children is a really big problem in the United States? I'll be back with a few statistics and some suggestions on prevention. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. In the United States, accidental poisoning sends one in every 152 year olds to the emergency room every year, and the rate of accidental poisoning has increased dramatically over the last decade. 50% of the 2.4 million yearly calls to the Poison Control Center hotline concern children under the age of five. And over-the-counter medications are the cause of about a third of the emergency room visits made by children under 12. These statistics highlight the need for parents to ensure that the home is a safe place and that poisons and medications are kept out of the reach of children. 
Medication Awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. Thank you, Lori Lord. WICH, good morning. Nice to uh, Rhea Perlman played in that movie. Oh, Rhea Perlman, yeah. She was in the uh, Cheers show, too, right? Right. That's where she might have seen her. So do you think it's worth checking out, that movie? Fun? I've only seen a part of it, and it was kind of funny. So. Hmm. Could use Rhea Perlman is got to be hilarious. Oh yeah, she was always uh, and always is hilarious. Well, I'll be looking for it. All right, Stu, you take care. You too. Thank you. We need some good comedy movies. Where are all the comedy movies? I know everything is star this, star that, dinosaur this, dinosaur that, Marvel comics, which is great. I mean, they make a lot of money with them. We wanted a good old-fashioned comedy. Where have they gone? Seriously, I went to the movie uh, Elvis, which I liked. It was you know, pretty good, pretty good. And uh, the coming attractions, I thought, were awful. But that's just me. Maybe I'm just old-fashioned. Fuddy-duddy. But the coming attractions, I would look at them and say, I don't want to see that, I don't want to see that, I don't want to see that. How about a good comedy that has you rolling in the aisles? Well, maybe that's not a good idea either. But laughing, laughing a lot. When's the last time you went to a movie and it was so darn funny, tears came to your eyes? Hmm? Something to think about. So if you want to write a comedy, get it in the movies, because we can sure use one, right? Looking to save money? With DriveWise from Allstate, the safer you drive, the more you can save. At Allstate, better protection costs a whole lot less. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. What's the funniest movie you ever saw? Can't even think of it right now. I mean, where you laughed out loud. That kind of a funny movie. Hmm? Some of the early Chevy Chase movies were pretty funny. Pretty funny stuff. Of course, it's Christmas movies. Christmas movie was a very funny movie. You're on the air. Welcome. Good morning, Stu Breyer. Good morning, Marvin Ceruto. How are you today? Fine. What's up? I think we've spoken once before. Yes. <laughs> but we don't know where or when. Yes. You, you know, it's something very interesting, and I'd, I'd love to hear. I don't have access to my tablet right now. And I'd love to hear from somebody out there who may do a little research. But believe it or not, we're really not supposed to celebrate the 4th of July. We're actually supposed to celebrate the 4th of August. Oh, my goodness. Too late now. Well, I guess what happened is they, you know, they, they framed the, the Declaration of Independence, but then they didn't have it ratified or have quorum signed on board until the 4th of August, which may sound very interesting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so, so we'll have a month-long celebration. Let's, um, let's show the world that, you know, in America we could do what we want, and we'll have one whole month of holiday. <laughs> All right, more holidays. There you go. Uh, 
and I'd love to hear from somebody who may know something about that. That would be that would be kind of interesting. Okay, well, it's time now, to, yeah. let's talk about Sam Huntington, because I did a lot of research on this. Sam Huntington. He was the first president of the United States of America, and here's why. Why? He was the last president of the Articles of Confederation, and then he was kept on as the first president of our federation, which we declared ourselves the United States of America. So he was the first president. He presided over what was then considered the Congress, and he was the first president. Now, George Washington, let's get, let's get our title straight. He's considered the father of our country, and yes, he was the first elected president, popularly elected. Sam Huntington was elected by representation, a Republican form of government. So, George Washington was considered father. Do you know why he was considered father? He had a lot of children. Well, when he was at Valley Forge, and he brought over uh, Lafayette, von Steuben, uh, Hamilton. Washington was in his 40s. And back in those days, living until you're 40 was pretty impressive. You know, that you, you pretty much died when you were like 28, 29 years old. Oh, you were middle so, age in your 20s, yeah. So these guys came over, and they were teenagers. They were 19 and 20 years old, right? And so they called him their father, and that's why he got that name, the father of the country. Hmm. And oh, by the way, just in case you're all wondering out there, he did chop down that cherry tree. Oh, no. I was there, and I, I watched him. Oh, yeah. you were there. <laughs> Boy, you look a lot younger, I'll tell you that much. All right, well, thanks. All right, Stu. See ya. God bless. That's all I heard when I was growing up. George Washington chopped down a cherry tree, and he said, I cannot tell a lie. I chopped it down. After that, he was severely punished. And then, of course, the other one we always heard, that Abe Lincoln walked two miles to pay back some change from something he bought in the store. And I used to think, wow, two miles, that's a lot. What a decent man. What do they come up with these things? I don't know. And now Malvern tells me they're true after all this time. Hey, ready to have a little fun? It's coming back. Another fabulous summer of free live music starting at Howard Braun Park this Wednesday with Rock the Docks. This Wednesday, F and Blues Band kicks off the season from 6 to 8 p.m. F and Blues Band is sponsored this week by your friends from Atlantic Property Team at EXP Realty. No registration required and a full concession stand with food and drink available for purchase. The 2022 Rock the Docks concert series is made possible in part through the generosity of their 2022 title sponsor, Fox Woods Resort Casino and series sponsors, Norwich Public Utilities, Core Plus Credit Union, and Hall Communications. Rock the Docks is organized by the Greater Norwich Area Chamber of Commerce Business and Industry Foundation. Wednesday at 6 p.m. at Howard Brown Park. Come see the F and Blues Band. Free. 
Sponsored this week by Atlantic Property Team at EXP Realty and Foxwoods Resort Casino. Also head on down to the Howard Brown Park for Friday night acoustics. This week featuring Big Dog Isaac at the Norwich Harbor Fireworks event. Starting at 6 p.m. Visit NorwichChamber.com for more details. All righty, sunny and mild. Excuse me, a little froggy in the throat there. Sunny and mild and a couple of spot showers today, high of 84 degrees. Tonight, showers with a chance for a couple of isolated storms, otherwise mostly cloudy, 59 to 67. And Wednesday, morning clouds, afternoon sun, breezy and 85. And Thursday, partly to mostly cloudy, 81. So, about 79 degrees for all the service members out there. Of course, we uh, salute you. But I want to tell you about something that I got from the Better Business Bureau. They are warning scams that are typically directed at service members. High-priced military loans. Advertisements for loans that promise to guarantee instant approval or no credit check will often come with hidden fees and extremely high interest rates. Remember that legitimate lenders will never... Guarantee a loan before you apply, and loans that require an upfront fee are likely a scam. Keep that in mind. Veterans Benefits Buyout Plans. This buyout plan will offer a cash payment in exchange for a disabled veteran's future benefits or pension payments. The cash amount is only about 30 to 40 percent of what the veteran is entitled to. Now, these buyout plans can be structured in several different ways. So research thoroughly before signing anything over. Fake rental properties. Stolen photos of legitimate rental properties are used in advertisements that promise military discounts and other incentives. Service members will have to pay a fee via wire transfer for security payments or a key to the property. In the end, they will receive nothing. Can you imagine the disgusting, despicable people who want to scam service people? Yep. Well, they'll scam anybody. Misleading car sales. Websites posting classified ads will offer false discounts for military personnel or claim to be from soldiers who need to sell their vehicle fast since they have been deployed. Upfront fees will be required via wire transfer or the vehicle will have problems after the purchase. And expensive life insurance policies. Members of the military are often the targets of high-pressured sales pitches that offer unnecessary expensive life insurance policies. Solicitors may make false statements regarding the benefits that these policies offer. Trying to protect our veterans. You're on the air. Welcome. Sure. Yes, sir. I like to go on both sides of the coin. We, we, we got in, uh, police officers in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, over the weekend, you must have seen the uh, three police officers all at one time with their police dog murdered. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. The ones who responded to the uh, our house. I told you uh, many times that that's one of the most dangerous things is to go to a house to serve a domestic violence warrant. Oh, yeah, I've been told many times by the, the police in this area and you yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. so that's exactly what they did. Three of them. Three of them murdered at one time with their, with their dog, canine uh, dog. And um, uh, two more were shot in Pennsylvania yesterday. Luckily, both of them are going to survive. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to take the other side of the coin. Uh, in Ohio, um, this black male, uh, he 
tried to stop him driving a car for just motor vehicle offenses. He decides he's going to fire a shot out the driver's side door at the cops chasing him. Didn't hit anybody. Then he stopped the car, and he gets out of the car. Now, the cops didn't notice, obviously, at the time, but he leaves the gun on the front seat of the car, and he starts running. All right? Yep. You got about You got about 10 cops chasing this guy on foot. This is all on video. I don't know if you saw this on video. Over the... Well, I'm very familiar with the story. Yeah. So they, they try to tase him. That didn't work. Why he's running. Now he's got his back. Then all of a sudden he turns around. You got 10 officers. This guy turns around. He's, he's unarmed. He didn't do anything. He just turned around. These guys pumped over 100 bullets into this guy. The coroner said he had 60 wounds on his dead body. 60 wounds. He got eight police officers now on paid administrative leave. What, what in the hell are they doing to, to, to do this, to cause another mass demonstration regarding, with, with black people and Black Lives Matter and more, more chaos in Ohio, more disruption of things? What, what are these cops, what are they, what are they doing? What do they think they're doing? I don't know. I, I, it's a horrible situation. He did shoot at them. He shot at them. He, listen, you got it right. He did shoot at them. You, you, you got it right. Then the shooting was over and nobody was hurt. Now you got a second scene. No, I understand. He's running. He's I, running. I, I have a I'm question. Caught. I have a question, Larry. Did they know that his car was... Uh, the gun was in the car. Of course you're not going to know Okay. that the gun was left on the front seat. My, my point, Stu, is my point. I know he your point. He turned around and he was unarmed. He did not turn around and fire a weapon at the police officers. He turned around doing nothing. He just turned around. These guys didn't take one split second. And what? And my second thing is, is why, why didn't they just shoot until he went down? Right to stop, stop the problem if there was a problem. Why does the guy have sixty bullet wounds in him? I don't know. That's, Is that necessary? I don't believe so. Uh, obviously, it doesn't seem to me. What if they? All right. What if they shot one bullet and he went down? Uh, that's enough. We still that's have enough this because you 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 stop the threat. Mm-hmm. You fire one shot. You you stop the threat. That is enough. You you then you can do. Then you can handcuff him or do whatever you have to do to to further stop the threat. You 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 fire a gun at a suspect and he falls to the ground because you hit him. That is enough. Well, you, you would, don't have to shoot the guy sixty times still or a hundred times. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. I, I really don't. I still think if there was one shot, that we'd still have the demonstrations and everything else. Listen, but whether it was not, one shot or a hundred shots, you're still going to have the demonstration because the guy's dead. But I agree that's with not, you. That's not going to matter. The, the thing is, is I'm very, I'm very disturbed at, at what, what these guys did. You know, these big city uh, police departments, like like what, what happened with this, is uh, some of these cops are not controlled. They, you can't control them. Like New York City has forty thousand cops. How in the hell are you going to control forty thousand cops? You know, like Norwich has only got 80. You can keep those guys under control and find out what they're doing day-to-day uh, basis. But these big cities, these uh, these shootings are bothering me, uh, you know, because 
I know what a shoot and don't shoot situation should, should be. And, and uh, I, I, I call, you know, I call it the, the ball on both sides, right? Yeah, sure. I, I don't, I'm not going to stick up for the police when I think that they're wrong. Okay, let's uh, let's play a little bit of the devil's advocate. First of all, it never should have been that many shots. But secondly, they had just been shot at. The right. guy's running. He turns around. Right. Maybe he's got a gun or not. And, um, you know, they're wired and they're, you know, they're probably in high-stress situation. They've just been shot at. So you can understand their situation, but I don't understand the 60 shots very disturbing. You got mm-hmm. you got a couple more seconds. Yes, I'll tell you a brief story. Uh, back in the uh, late eighties, uh, I know you probably don't remember the shooting at City Hall. Do you remember that shooting at City Hall? Remember the car that came down the wrong way and shot bullets, and the bullets went through the windows at City Hall. They tried to kill somebody that was sitting on the front steps. I'm the one that caught up with that suspect vehicle up in front of Backus Hospital and chased it. I knew they had a gun in the car because they just finished shooting up City Hall. And guess what? They stuck the gun out the window right towards my police cruiser when I was chasing them. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then I chased them all the way down into Taffel. And one of them got out of the car when the car finally stopped at a dead-end street. One of them got out of the car, suddenly back turned to me, and then turned completely around suddenly. Now, I already knew they had a gun. So what did you do? I took my time for a second to to to, to go go over the situation. I just didn't all of a sudden empty my gun out. No, on the person. Well, did you shoot I, him or what? No, I didn't shoot him. I didn't discharge my firearm. And he's I, pointing a gun at you. But in the pursuit. Mm-hmm. Not in the stop. Not in Same scenario what I just gave you in the Ohio situation. They had the gun in the car, and during the chase, they pointed the gun at, at my cruiser. That doesn't mean that they're going to get out of the car and do the same thing, which they did not. In fact, the gun was tossed out of the car on one of the curves on 395. I went back four hours later and found the gun that they tossed out the window. Well, all right, let's say you did shoot this person. Uh, which I think what you would have every right to do so to protect yourself. Would you have gotten in trouble? That's not for me to decide. That's for the district attorney to decide whether the shooting was justified or not. If they're going to call it a homicide, every shooting is a homicide. And then it's up to the district attorney to call it a justifiable homicide or no. That's not up to me. I do what I think is right at the time, or any police officer, what they do, what they think is right. And then it's up to the district. It's not up to the police chief. It's not up to anybody. It's up to the district attorney, whether that was a good shooting So or not. what happened after that? Did you just go and cuff him? You had a gun? Arrest him? Yeah. Yeah. Three of them were in a car, and I, I took the one down that got out. Two ran, mm-hmm. and they were caught down at the school down there in Taffel, down by, you know, Aquatic School down there. Wow. There, yeah, the other two were caught down there. I'm surprised you don't remember that shooting. That I don't wrong. remember that one, no. I, I am surprised I don't remember it. But, I mean, your heart must have been going 1,000 miles uh, per beat. I mean, that's a high-stress situation. Maybe your most high-stress that you were involved in, huh? Yeah, and, and the thing is, is you, you go through these situations. 
when you when you go and shoot in and 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 and, uh, and other training and police academy stuff and you you, you this is you, you Stu you got you you just can't depending on every circumstance you just can't pull out your firearm and then it's all right to pull it out have it so you're in defense so just in case you have to pull a trigger but these guys to me some of these guys are pulling a trigger too fast and and um I'm, 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 I don't like this stuff. So sometimes a policeman has a split-second decision to make. It's going to be either your life or their life. Um, it's not easy. No, it's not easy. But uh, uh, if you see the video, I wasn't there. Like I said, I wasn't right there on the scene. But when you got eight officers, eight officers shooting at no, a I black under- male who just turns around as unarmed. I understand that. I understand that. I understand that. Yeah. So I'm trying to picture this now. You've got a gun pointing at him. You're not going to shoot him, and then you got to cuff him. You would cuff him with your right hand. How does that work? Oh no! You never want to do that. You uh-huh. want to. You want to give the the, the person uh, commands. You want to give the person commands like uh, 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 lie down on the ground. Uh, put your hands. Yeah, lay on the ground and get your hands spread, or put your hands up on the car mm-hmm. where I can see him. You can give them any commands you want, so long as you know they're in a safe position that you can handcuff them. Why are you putting your gun back in your holster? You never want to handcuff somebody with your gun in your hand. That's how accidents happen. Because then, if he grabs the gun, now now something is going to happen. The gun's going to go off accidentally, and one of us is going to get shot. And that's not a good scene. So you, you, these are all things that you're trained to do, Stu, and and, and circumstances. And, and I'm very disturbed in seeing these videos no, on no, TV I, with some of these police. It's like they've I, never been trained in their life I before. I understand your point. So the, way, the way they fire a gun. I'm trying to look through the eyes of a policeman like yourself. You say to the guy, you lie down on the ground. He says, no. You know, he won't do it. What are you going to do? Obviously, well, he doesn't want to get gotta, killed. You, you don't shoot him. Okay. Yeah, I know. That's just... I mean, it's. I mean, I have such respect for policemen. They have to go through this stuff. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Well, I'm glad you're you know, okay. You're given, you're given a firearm by the state of Connecticut, mm-hmm. and we're the only people in the state of Connecticut, cops. I'm talking about that have a right to kill somebody with a gun. I don't know if you ever thought about that. That's something. Yeah, that I know. Nobody I... else is. Yeah, that's something that should be taken very seriously by every police officer that 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 carries a a, a gun. So he by could... the way, they, they they mentioned. I don't know if you ever heard people say weapons. They describe weapons. I don't. Police don't carry weapons. They some people say that uh, the, the criminal carries weapons. Cops carry firearms. Oh, okay. Okay, st- now you know the difference. You can still do some damage. Right. All right. That, that video, that video was very disturbing to me, uh, and I think it was unnecessary from looking at that and for what they did did to this. And I think they're going to get convicted. I'm going to tell you ahead of time. I think the district attorney there is going to convict all of those police officers mm-hmm. that pumped all those bullets into that that unarmed kid. Well, I'd like to know with the kid uh, if he had a previous criminal record and things like that. Um, I don't know how dangerous yeah, don't he was. A criminal record or not, in a case like this, doesn't matter. No, still. I understand, but I, I mean, a case like this, he was willing to kill a policeman. So, but 
you're right. There's no reason for uh, 60 bullets like that. Of course not. Um, no, that's 60 wounds. 60 wounds. 60 wounds. The coroner found 60 wounds in his body. Mm-hmm. They fired over 100 shots. All right. I'm glad you retired, Larry. You did enough. <laughs> 26 years is enough. That's enough. Thank you. <laughs> Later. See Hi. Welcome to the program. Well, hello, Mr. Breyer. Hi. Uh, geez. Uh, hey, America. Take a couple deep breaths. Okay. A woman earlier today said on your program, things have got to change. Well, she didn't complete the sentence. Mm-hmm. But things are changing constantly. Every second changes in the world, in the community, with ourselves. They're changing. Uh, human behavior ain't what it used to be necessarily. Uh, but uh, I have a couple uh, couple things to ask. Uh, first, do you have a... Uh, a date by any chance when you might have an interview with uh, Bob Stefanowski? I'll tell you exactly what went down. We have oh. uh, sent his people that I wanted to have him on the program. Yeah, They have sent back and they said thank you for the uh, the invite and we'll get back to you and that's been about two weeks ago and I haven't mm. heard anything since. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it takes you off boy. Okay, yep, I'd be jumping all over that opportunity, but, uh, you know, that's, I don't know, I don't handle this business, but, okay, I look forward to hearing when it is. I'm surprised oh. he's not jumping at the uh, opportunity, because there's a, about a zillion things about our current governor every day. I get emails and this and that, and uh, yeah, not yeah. getting anything from Bob. Yeah, come on, Bob. Come on, Bob, come out of the shell. We need, <laughs> we need to talk to you. Um, the other thing is, I... You know, sometimes I, I get bits and pieces. I, don't, I just don't stay glued to uh, certain issues. But uh, it wasn't that long ago. When I said just a few weeks, it seemed like, uh, ago that uh, uh, after the abortion um, situation uh, mm-hmm. the decision, public, yeah. uh, I thought I heard that Nancy Pelosi was denied communion as a result of her view. I don't know. Maybe that was her, the priest in her local, in no. her church, or whether it was the archbishop in her, uh, in her area that uh, denied that. Um, and then just the other day, I saw her and her husband uh, received pope. communion with the pope in yeah. the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I am not Roman Catholic, uh, and I just think. What I heard was, I would think that it sounds like the Pope threw somebody under the bus, uh, an archbishop or a priest under the bus by giving her this. Now, what, why he would do it and some, somebody under his wing wouldn't, uh, it's pretty interesting. I think there's, uh, was it money? Was it uh, whatever? But at any rate, I'm, uh, uh, that, that's just a strange story out there. Uh, the other thing is, we have uh, every, it seems like it's, we could have a discussion daily about violence. And we, we do. Yeah, uh, just it, about it, every day, yep. It raises its ugly head just about every day, and if you really search for violence, you'll find it. Uh, boy, I don't know who is the, who is the, the person, the leader, the, the, the up-and-coming, who could, uh, 
could take this could take this and sort of make sense of it and turn it around so that the average law-abiding citizen has a uh, has a feeling of uh, encouragement that that things are changing every all every all the time, but changing for the better from mm-hmm. a standpoint of uh, peace in the neighborhood. Um, the violence is, is is very very contagious. It's a con- uh, and people are are being indoctrinated somehow. I don't know. I don't know. I don't recall there being this. You know, years ago, mm-hmm. uh, there was occasionally somebody. Uh, you know, robbed a bank. Nothing like nothing like this. Banks anymore. Nothing like uh, this today. I have never seen right. anything like this. No. no, I mean even in the wild west. You know, uh, gangs would shoot them up or whatever, rob a bank and or a train or whatever. But today it's just uh, it's a different type of behavior, different type of individual thinking that uh, is behind this. Uh, and all of us, all of us want resolution. All of us want to hear that something is uh, positive is taking place. Stu, have a, have a great summer. And uh, to all your listeners, don't be afraid. Hey, good to talk to you. Call us again, okay? You got it. See ya. Kai makes good points. I thought about that situation with the Pope and uh, Nancy Pelosi, and there was no problem with her there, but some of the other uh, churches didn't want to give her communion. She is pro-choice. And yeah, I thought about that one a lot, too. A lot of things going through my mind, but let me take this call right here. Hi, WICH. Hi, Stu. I want to weigh in on that situation um, Larry was talking about. Yep. And I want to say uh, things have changed since he was a uh, police officer and I wanted to say um, these shootings are not going to stop because I was watching the uh, statistics about people getting permits for guns for their own safety. Number two, so that's not going to go away. Um, you know, when you when there's a siren going, you pull over, whatever, that person shot out the window at... Um, policeman behind him so yes 60 bullets at him was overkill but I I, I want to say um, I think I, you know I don't have any empathy as the end result today when they're not obeying a signal um and, you know, obeying uh, the commands when they say stop, drop the gun, get out of the car, whatever. I have no empathy. I'm sorry for that. That's my own personal opinion. Yeah, of course. And I, I just, it's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. I got to run. Thank you. Automatically, people think, well, that's a racist issue. You notice that? Hi, welcome to the program. Oh, I think I lost somebody there. Hope they call me back. Um, 889-5252 is the number. What do I automatically think is right? Do you think it was if the police stopped 
and the guy was a white man and he tried to shoot the police that they wouldn't have shot him running away and then turning around of course they would have they didn't know he had a gun if they thought he had a gun in his hand do you think they're saying oh it's the color of his skin I think we'll just stand by and get shot you're on the air welcome Yes, uh, Stu. Very interesting conversation with Larry. Yep. It points out the difference of being a policeman in the 80s and a policeman today. Still, uh, it was very dangerous. The public scared of the police in some areas of, of uh, the land of USA. And the police are, are intimidated by the public and the newspapers and what they see on TV uh, of, of, you know, what goes on. And I think it's a, it's a bad situation, though. But I think one of the ways we can uh, stop the madness situation is every criminal that gets caught committing a crime with a firearm or a gun or a weapon has to go to mandatory prison for X amount of years. Absolutely. Has to happen. Absolutely. If you could discourage half the criminals in that commit crimes in this country every year to not do a crime with a gun, things will get much, much better. But we have to reinstate the laws so people do time in prison. Yeah, and you've got to keep to it. You don't say, oh, you're going to get five years they, and you're out in six months. You've got to keep to it. be back out in the streets now. Yeah. It's got to be mandatory time you have to be able to think before you commit that crime, do I need to get a gun or do I not need to get a gun? Um, and if, 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 if the penalty's stiff enough, you'll think twice, I think. Uh, thank you, Stuart. All right, thank you for the call. First of all, many crimes have to do with drugs. And it's outrageous the amount of drugs that are coming into this country. And there were wars over drugs, there were drug wars, so you got to really crack down on that. Secondly, as the gentleman said, you have to keep people locked up. I know it sounds cruel, but many of these people who commit murders and uh, have a previous record, and they're let out too soon, and they should never be let out unless, uh, you know, there are qualified people who work with them to try to get them on the straight, narrow path and change their lives. And if they feel that's not going to happen, then they should keep them in jail. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Okay. Let me clear the line there. A lot of things to talk about here at 889-5252. Drugs are pouring over our border. There are so many crimes that have to do with drugs. There are so many people are not getting punished for their crimes. We've got to toughen up with our criminal justice system, and I bet we would cut down on criminal acts by 30% if you keep these dangerous criminals in jail, 30 or 40%. And then you have places like in uh, Los Angeles, somebody tries to run over a mom and the baby in a carriage and is going to get 
six months. Six months. Fortunately, the mom and the baby were not hurt. Just was, it was a miracle that they weren't. And, well, here I go. I'm going to get myself worked up. And I don't want to do that before lunch because I'll have an upset stomach. But I will tell you one thing. We're going to have so much fun during the lunchtime oldie hour. It is a complete break, which we present to you the greatest hits of the 50s, 60s, 70s, and and some even before that. You're going to spark songs uh, in your memory, and you're going to say, wow, I haven't heard that in a many, many years. So we like to do it a little bit different for you. So that's going to be coming up on our lunchtime oldie break. So uh, stick around for that. Can you remember the last time you slept all night? It was probably when you were younger and in better shape. If you can't sleep through the night, more than likely it's time for a new mattress from Bill's Bedding and Danielson. There you'll find our huge mattress display featuring Serta, Perfect Sleepers, iComfort Foam and Hybrids, and Simmons Beauty Rest Sets all at unbeatable prices. These mattresses use cooling gel and covers to keep you cool while you sleep, keeping the heat away from the surface. And Serta and Beauty Rest Beds are fully capable to be used on adjustable basis so you can find the perfect sleep position with just a touch of a button. For even more savings, Bill's Bedding will deliver your new bed and take away the old one absolutely free. You can also take advantage of Bill's 12-month equal pay free financing plan available to qualified buyers. Sleep like a kid again all night and ready for the day ahead with the new Serta or Simmons mattress from Bill's Bedding and Furniture, 640 North Main Street, Route 12 in Danielson. Online at billsbedding.com. 1310 and FM 94.5 W233DB in Norwich. By Rocket Mortgage. I'm Peter King in Orlando. Police are about to hold a news conference updating the investigation into yesterday's holiday parade shooting in Highland Park, Illinois. They've arrested 21-year-old Robert Cremo as a person of interest. More from correspondent Chris Van Cleve. Cremo was apparently an aspiring musician. Videos posted to YouTube, which have since been taken down, show disturbing images alluding to gun violence. I am so sorry. I'm, uh, my bottom it hurts. The 21-year-old lived with his uncle, Paul Cremo. He told our Chicago station WBBM, he's heartbroken for the victims. There's no indication that would, would lead up to this. Two of those killed have been identified. Nicholas Toledo, a grandfather visiting family, and Jackie Sundheim, a local teacher. CBS Chicago reports that gunfire in the area left 68 others wounded and an additional eight people dead during the weekend. The White House confirms it's received a handwritten note from WNBA star Brittany Griner asking for help in getting out of a Russian prison. Her wife, Sherelle, on CBS Mornings. I think the decision for her to feel the need to directly reach out to President Biden is because of the failed attempts that we have had as a family. Reiner is being tried on drug charges. She writes she's afraid she'll never get out of Russia. There are new rules on big tech in Europe. More from Paris. CBS is Elaine Cobb. The European Parliament has ratified landmark laws that will more closely regulate tech giants. Big tech companies like Google and Apple will have to conform to a list of do's and don'ts designed to give smaller tech firms a chance to thrive and survive. The laws also aim to curb illegal content online. Gas prices are falling, but so is demand. And GasBuddy.com analyst Patrick DeHaan says that could be a sign of tough things to come for the energy industry. Now there is an underlying fear that we could see an economic slowdown. And of course, if we were to see one, it would likely mean a reduction in consumption of things like oil, gasoline, 
diesel and jet fuel. The last surviving member of World War II's famed Band of Brothers has died. Bradford Freeman was a paratrooper in the 101st Airborne Division Screaming Eagles. They were a huge part of the D-Day invasion, the Battle of the Bulge and more. Freeman was 97 and died in Caledonia, Mississippi. When Betty Nash started flying in 1957, the jet age had just started and she was called a stewardess. This week, Nash becomes history's oldest and longest-serving flight attendant. 65 years with American Airlines at age 86 as to what keeps her going the people i thrive on the people you say something to them they say something to you and and they're happy of course i like being paid too on wall street the dow is down 568 points this is cbs news this hour's newscast is presented by rocket mortgage need to know what it takes for a home loan to fit your budget and your family rocket can Ew, Dad, why are toenails so ugly and yellow? Hey, it's James, and if you're like me and suffer from toenail fungus, please pay close attention. Let's face it, toe fungus is embarrassing. I was afraid to take my socks off and hid my yellowing, crumbly toes from everybody. But nail fungus isn't just a cosmetic problem. It can also be dangerous. Even a small spot can spread and get worse. But no matter what I tried, it seemed like my fungus would never go away. Then I discovered Crystal Flush, the new FDA-registered at-home treatment. This unique two-step system flushes out fungus at its source and reverses damaged nails. Finally, me and thousands of others are free from fungus. And you can be, too. Call now, and for a limited time, you can try Crystal Flush risk-free for 30 days. Call 800-764-9219. That's 800-764-9219. Eliminate your toe fungus once and for all, guaranteed. Call now, 800-764-9219, or visit crystalflush.com. It's a major setback for a West Virginia community trying to rebound from an opioid crisis. More from CBS's Jim Crisula. A federal judge has ruled in favor of three major U.S. drug distributors in a $2.5 billion lawsuit. They were accused of causing an opioid crisis in Cabell County, West Virginia, and the college town of Huntington. Lawyer Rusty Webb represents the city and county. Naturally, we're extremely disappointed for the city of Huntington, who's had to undergo so much devastation. The judge ruled the city and county did not prove their case. Jim Crisula, CBS News. Another crisis in central Greece where a wildfire is threatening a major olive grove. Fire officials say it's already destroyed 740 acres of farmland and nearly 2,000 acres of brush. A spokesman says it's one of more than 50 fires that have broken out in the region this week, fueled by high winds, high temperatures, and little moisture. Peter King, CBS News. It's lunchtime. Sit back and listen to all the great songs with Stu Breyer and his Lunchtime Oldie Show on 1310 WICH.
Well, goodbye, baby. Welcome to our lunchtime oldie break. Kicking it off with George McRae and Rock Your Baby. Do you know that George uh, McRae, uh, I believe, has a sister, Gwen McRae, who had the song called Rockin' Chair. Just thought we'd rock right into this hour. chair, huh? I like recliners. Uh, and don't rock the boat, huh, ladies and gentlemen? Here's the Hughes Corporation, Stu's lunchtime break. So I'd like to know Don't rock the boat, baby. Rock the 
Kim, W-I-C-H with Stu.
on your face I see a trace of love Kim sounds a lot like Neil Diamond in that song. It's Rock Me Gently. I don't put anybody to sleep with that little Rock Me Gently stuff. Got an interesting mix for you today. Glad that you could uh, join us and hope we can spark some really uh, nice memories. Give you a couple of smiles or two. Here's a song by Steve Lawrence. Uh, He had a great voice, didn't he? He used to tour with his wife, Edie Gourmet. This was his big hit, Pretty Blue Eyes. I was in love before And then you moved in next door Pretty Blue Eyes Pretty Blue Eyes All the guys from the neighborhood Keep saying you sure look good With your blue eyes Pretty blue eyes Saw you from my window My heart skipped a beat Gonna sit by your doorstep So that I can meet Pretty blue eyes Please come up today So I can tell you What I have to say That I love you Love you By your doorstep So that I can meet Pretty blue eyes Please come out today So I can tell you What I have to say Quit bugging her, you'll get a black eye, huh? 
Pretty Blue Eyes, W-I-C-H. Fun with the lunchtime oldies. Warm today, maybe an afternoon shower, but, you know, little chance always. High about 84 tonight, showers with a chance of a couple of isolated storms, otherwise mostly cloudy, 59 to 67. And Wednesday, morning clouds, afternoon sun, 85 and 81 on Thursday. Not too bad, hanging around 79 degrees. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. This is a public notice from the Tasmanian Tree Devil. We are pleased and thankful for our continued growth due to customers who demand a real tree service company that continues to invest in state-of-the-art equipment, which includes our famous Nifty Lift with its lawn-friendly tires. Not only the Nifty Lift, but also our newest lift, the Dinosaur. Watch it soar up to 92 feet to handle hard-to-reach heights. Tasmanian Tree Devil will take away the question, are they insured? We will show proof of insurance while meeting with you. Why hire the Tasmanian Tree Devil? The owner, Edwin Adams, is a member of the Connecticut Tree Protective Association and is also an accredited Better Business Bureau member with an A-plus rating. Hire the company that takes care of both its employees and customers. Hire the Tasmanian Tree Devil. We show up when we say we will, and we do what we say we are going to do. What more can you ask for? Call 860-917-1953. Well, I wonder how many hot dogs were consumed this July 4th weekend. Hmm? Well, you didn't have to be in a hot dog contest uh, to enjoy a couple of dogs. Here's a song about them. Wanda Jackson. Pass the mustard. I've got a guy. I like him fine. But he takes me for granted all of the time to teach him a lesson. Make him mad. I went out on a date with the best friend he had. That made him mad. That make him mad And he hugged me and he kissed me And he asked me not to do it again Oh, late last night When I came in He demanded to know Just where I'd been But I really put him right in his place Instead of an answer I laughed in his face That made him mad that made him mad So he hugged me and he kissed me And he asked me not to do it again That he would leave Well, you should have seen him Was his face red When I laughed and told him Just go right ahead That made him mad, boy Hot dog That made him mad So he hugged me And he kissed me And he asked me Not to do it again Well, the moral is To play it cool Let your guy know You're nobody's fool Thinking you're all his own. Let him know that you can take him 
or leave him alone. That makes him mad, boy. Hot dog. That makes him mad. And he'll hug you and he'll kiss you and he'll ask you not to do it again. Yeah, he'll hug you and he'll kiss you. He'll squeeze you and he'll please you. And he'll ask you not to do it again she broke up with him he couldn't cut the mustard it's uh, Wanda Jackson what a beautiful romantic song that was here's a real one right now You came to me But now I know That I, I, I will go Presley, one of his early recordings and a major hit, of course. I would recommend seeing that movie, Elvis. It's very, very interesting and doing very well at the box office. That's what they say, the box office. However, the uh, the candy is still a little high. and It's a little high. <laughs> what is it, about $9 a bar now? Here's a song by the Dirt Band called Make a Little Magic. All this talk is really useless You run for cover every time I'm close to you 
care about the others Something here we should discover Let's make a little magic for the night is through same lines But if you're willing just to take a chance it could be alright So fine We'll find ourselves dancing by firelight So don't you try to change the subject Or try to put yourself above it A boy could get pneumonia sitting next to you That's true A little sleep is all we're losing It's up to us to do the choosing Let's make a little magic for the night is through Make a little magic for the night is through rather have pasta. Let's make a little magic. I'm a magician. I can pull a hat out of a rabbit. That's not hard. That's not hard if you get to know the trick. Speaking of magic, here are the Marvelettes.
Abracadabra, I wonder where that ever came from. Abracadabra, how about one more little magic song with Louis Prima and Keely Smith? Relax, Louis. Calm yourself down. Hey, Louis. Old black magic has me in its spell. Old black magic that you weave so well. Those icy fingers up and down my spine. The same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine Same old tingle that I feel inside And then that elevator starts its ride Down and down I go Round and around I go Like a leaf caught on a tide I should stay away, but what can I do? Put out the fire! For you're the lover I have waited for You're the mate that fate had me created for And every time your lips meet mine Baby, down and down I go Round and round I go In a spin Love in a spin I'm in on the old black magic called love Oh, in a spin, love in the spin I'm in Under the old black magic called love In a spin, love in the spin I'm in Under the old black magic called love I should stay away, but what can I do? Put out the fire! For you're the lover I have waited for! You're the maid that fate had me created for! And every time your lips meet mine! Baby, down and down I go! Round and round I go! In a spin! Loving the spin I'm in! Under the old black magic called love Under the old black magic 
What a team they were, huh? Keely Smith and Louis Prima. And certainly they were big stars in Las Vegas for a number of years. Hey, what year should we go to now? What are you in the mood? 1965. That's from the Bob Dylan songbook. They put it into a folk rock version there with uh, the birds. Simple name, the birds. There's a lot of songs, uh, a lot of artists named after birds, but this one was just the birds. Hmm? Okay. Glad we got that out of our system. Sam Cook, Stu Breyer with you from WICH, and one of his early hits. She was only 16. On the 16th, I loved her so, but she was too young to fall in love, and I was too young to know. We'd laugh and we'd sing and do the little things that made my heart glow, but she was too young to fall in love, and I was too young. Why did I give my heart so fast? It never will happen again But I was a mere lad of 16 I've aged a year since then She was on the 16 On the 16 With eyes that would glow But she was too young to fall 16. in love And I was too young To know 
Then why did you give your heart so fast? Boy, it never will happen again But you were a mere lad of sixteen I've aged a year since then She was on the sixteen On the sixteen With eyes that would glow But she was too young to fall in love And I was too young to know But she was too young to fall in love Sammy Cook, 1958 on that one, Stu's mixing them up for you. How about uh, one of the most popular groups ever, who have one of the biggest selling albums ever, The Eagles. That album is their greatest hits. Here's one of them. One of these nights, Alice.
Fraser song about one special night. dreams come true Just call my name And I'll be right by your side I want your sweet helping hand My love's too strong to hide How about the most memorable night, huh? We have one by the Four Seasons. Personality Radio, 1310 WICH Norwich and 94.5 W233DB Norwich. Oh, what a night. I think it was December 1963. Mm -hmm. I have it here in my little calendar.
I think that was the only Four Seasons song where Frankie Valli was not the lead singer, if I'm not mistaken. December 1963, the name of the song, Here's the Soups. You want some more fun on our lunchtime break, noon to one? Come and see about me. Just ask for me. WICH with Stu. More humidity today. A couple of spotty showers. Highs about 84. After the news, we're going to talk about foodborne illnesses. You know, a lot of cookouts in the summer. We've got some good safety tips for a little segment on our program right after the uh, 1 o'clock news. And here's the bragger, Dion. I'm the type of guy that likes to roam around. and He's the wanderer. I tear over my 
my shirt and I show a rosy on my chest Cause I'm a wanderer You'll get dizzy, young man. Dion DeMucci with Stucci to take you to the news. A little bit of uh, Never on Sunday music. to a conga line. We're going to talk about food safety for a little bit after the 1 o'clock news. Very important segment. I'm going to keep you safe this season. Local Connection Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310 and 94.5 W233 DB in Norwich, AM and FM. It is now. This 
This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Peter King in Orlando. We've just gotten an update on in the investigation into yesterday's shootings that left six people dead and about 30 wounded in Highland Park, Illinois. And there's new information on suspect Robert Cremo. This is Lake County Deputy Chief Christopher Covelli. We do believe Cremo pre-planned this attack for several weeks. He brought a high-powered rifle to this parade. He accessed the roof of a business via a fire escape ladder and began opening fire on the innocent Independence Day celebration goers. Covelli says Cremo fired some 70 rounds from a high-powered assault rifle and was disguised as a woman. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve. This clearly had some level of premeditation to it. If he's there in a disguise to blend in, he had very distinctive facial and neck tattoos. So the women's clothing to, to disguise that, to essentially blend into the panic, the chaos, and disappear. Investigators say there's nothing to indicate that the shootings were motivated by race or religion or that anybody was specifically targeted. Philadelphia police are trying to find out who shot and wounded two officers working security at a July 4th event last night. Commissioner Danielle Outlaw. At this point, it's still too early to tell. We don't know if this was a ricochet from celebratory gunfire. We don't know if this was someone taking a shot intentionally at these officers from long range. Outlaw says both officers were treated and released at an area hospital. Firefighters in Northern California are battling a new wildfire. It broke out yesterday east of Sacramento, and officials say the Electra wildfire has tripled in size since then. It's now about five square miles large. This man is one one of many people who evacuated quickly. We were just sitting out, you know, smoking our meat on the barbecue, <laughs> and I saw the smoke coming overhead, so I just put a text out to all the neighbors and uh, hooked up the trailer, grabbed the goods, and out we went. Nearly 50 years after the Vietnam War ended, President Biden has awarded the Medal of Honor to four Army soldiers who went above and beyond the call of duty. Mr. Biden acknowledging that history hasn't been kind to enough of their Vietnam-era colleagues. Not every service member has received the full recognition they deserve. Today, we're setting the record straight. Two countries known for their neutrality find themselves fast-tracked for NATO membership. Finland and Sweden signing protocols this morning. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. This is an historic day for Finland, for Sweden, for NATO and for Euro-Atlantic security. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 582 points. This is CBS News. Need to hire quality candidates fast? You need Indeed, the end-to-end hiring solution. Attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. This is a paid advertisement for legal services. Ricky LeBlanc, Chestnut Hill, Mass. Admitted in Massachusetts only. While this firm maintains joint responsibility, most cases of this type are referred to other attorneys for principal responsibility. Members, Paul J. Morgan, Winter Park, Florida. Nick Neiswander, Florence, Kentucky. Rich Graybo, 970 Farmington Avenue, West Hartford, Connecticut. 860-904-7789. Michael Bogonzalez, admitted Louisiana. Filing number LA-22-13614. No representation is made that the quality of the legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other attorneys. I am a paid non-attorney spokesperson. Attention U.S. Marines. Veterans were exposed to toxic chemicals in the drinking water on Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987. Exposure to these chemicals increased the risk for cancer, birth defects, and other serious health problems. If you or a loved one were exposed to contaminated water on Camp Lejeune, you may be entitled to compensation. A new law gives legal rights to those harmed. It is not too late to take action. Call Sokolov Law now for a free legal consultation at 1-800-397-8100. 
Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Okay, we have a very important segment in our program, and uh, it's uh, food safety. You know, sometimes we just take it for granted. We have a gentleman, Kenneth King, who is a USDA expert from Washington, D.C. Hi, Kevin. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for having me. It is my pleasure, sir. I don't think people realize how many cases uh, that we have of foodborne illnesses, even to the point where people lose their lives because of it. You think we just don't take it seriously enough, or what do you think? Right. It is something that can be easily overlooked, but it is actually a major public health issue. If you look at the CDC numbers, 48 million illnesses are reported each year from foodborne illness, 128,000 hospitalizations, and 3,000 deaths each year due to foodborne illness. Kevin, primarily, what is the biggest mistake people make when grilling and cooking that could lead to this? Right, so grilling uh, and cooking, there's a lot of um, mistakes that people make. One of the most important things to remember is to avoid cross-contamination. Cross-contamination is a big one, and it can happen when you're gathering around the grill throughout this summer, you're surrounded by friends and family. Sometimes you may make a simple mistakes that uh, can get your friends and family sick. For example, you want to make sure that you are uh, keeping your raw meat poultry separate from your fruits and vegetables. And you can do this by using se- uh, separate cutting boards, one for your raw meat and one for your fruits and vegetables. That way you lessen the chance of cross-contamination. I know one thing that uh, some people will bring out the uh, raw hamburgers in, in one pan and put them on the grill, and then when their hamburgers are done, they'll put the hamburgers back on that other dish that you brought out with the raw ones. Is that uh, a problem? Yes, that is another uh, that is another problem that is cross-contamination because what happens is when we put that the cooked meat, say for example some cooked hamburger patties onto a plate that just had raw hamburger patties, what we're doing is spreading bacteria into our food. And the scary thing about bacteria is that we can't see it. So the food may look okay, but we're actually getting the bacteria from that raw meat, and that's what gets us sick. I've seen people make that mistake, and I did bring it to their attention because, to me, it was kind of an obvious indicator. What about things like food uh, thermometers and temperatures? You should cook uh, burgers and hot dogs, which we all went through about 4 million this weekend. Right. Yeah, I'm sure we ate a lot of hamburgers and hot dogs over the July 4th weekend, and I'm sure we will as we continue uh, grilling throughout this summer. So it's important to remember when we're out uh, grilling some burgers and uh, hot dogs, remember to bring your food thermometer. The food thermometer is the only way you can know your food is safely cooked. So when you think your burgers are cooked all the way, simply take your food thermometer insert it into the side of the patty until the probe reaches the center. And your burger should reach a level of 160 degrees before uh, it's fully cooked. And hot dogs need to be cooked to 165 degrees. And it's the same rule. You get your thermometer, insert it into the end of the hot dog until the probe reaches the center. 
I think, Kevin, most people don't even think about that. They look at the grill and it looks like it's done and that's it. I mean, I really don't recollect people using thermometers in, in that case. Is it rare when people do? So we actually did a uh, study in a test kitchen, and in our study we were measuring people's um, safe food handling practices, and we found that 21% of the people in our study, they relied on the appearance of grill marks on their hamburger patties to see if they were fully cooked. Mm -hmm. So it is a common thing that people do, but it can be very dangerous. People, uh, some people like their... Their hamburgers medium medium raw. They don't like it cooked too much. Is that a dangerous thing to do? Should we all at least make it medium or or well cooked? Right. So yes, people do have their preferences on how they like their burger to be cooked. Uh, we recommend cooking all the way to one sixty because that's the safest way uh, your burger will be fully cooked. And this is especially true for. People who are at, we call at-risk groups, like, for example, pregnant mothers, people with uh, compromised immune systems, and uh, infants and young children, it's really important that uh, we're making sure we're cooking our food all the way. So we always recommend to cook your burgers to 160. Are there special tips on um, cleaning grills and when you're eating outdoors? And Yes. Um, so whether you're hiking, camping, or grilling, there's a few things to keep in mind. One, of course, you want to make sure you're always washing your hands uh, with warm soapy water for at least 20 seconds. Um, just make sure you're cleaning your hands and disinfecting your chairs and table, anywhere that your table, anywhere that uh, food is going to be in contact with. Uh, we recommend, of course, if you're grilled grilling at a public uh, park where a lot of people are using the same grill. Make sure you have a grill brush and just, you know, make sure you can uh, scrub off any excess debris. And if you're camping or hiking and you don't have access to water to wash your hands, uh, then we recommend bringing hand sanitizer that's at least 60% alcohol because a hand sanitizer is better than nothing. Mm -hmm. I was talking with the audience one day, Kevin, and we, there were many listeners who said that they were when they were younger that they actually ate raw hot dogs and raw hamburger and they live to tell it um did you ever hear that one before uh i have not heard that and that's great that that works out for them but i highly recommend uh not following uh that idea because you can get you know we can get really sick if we're consuming uh mm -hmm. raw meat yeah, we never did it at my house. I always thought that, you know, that we had to wait and watch the hot dogs and make sure they were boiling and all of that stuff. But I was surprised to hear that many people were, uh, when they grew up, have tried that. And uh, at least they lived to tell the story. So when you're giving tips on uh, these particular subjects, what is the, your most asked question about it? Um, the most asked question that we've had about uh, if we're talking about summer grilling in particular, mm -hmm. is more so just uh, what what uh, temperature should we cook our food to? And that comes into the food thermometer, using the thermometer to make sure you're, uh, you're grilling all the way, you're cooking your food all the way. So, yeah, I would say um, the temperature of the food has been the most common question. 
And I would say another common question is how long can we leave our food out? And this is one of our food safety steps called chill. And this is simply mm-hmm. any food you're not eating, you want to make sure you put that back in the refrigerator or back in a cooler nestled under some ice within two hours of it sitting out. That's a, a very important rule that we have. However, when it's really hot outside over the summer and the 90 degrees are over, that two-hour window becomes one hour. So you need to refrigerate that food within one hour on very hot days because uh, the heat causes bacteria to grow faster in our food. Yeah, that's an important uh, question, uh, and I think a lot of us get a little lax with that. We we do cooking and leave some food out, and we get into some conversations, and uh, before you know it, it's been out there too long. What about uh, frozen products that are pre-cooked or pre-browned? Is there a certain That's phrase? That's a very good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, frozen products can be tricky because sometimes they look like they're fully cooked, but they have, you know, the pre-browned, like you said, and grill marks, but... Um, you can't be 100% sure. You need to just, in that case, we always recommend read the manufacturer label and follow their instructions, and that'll tell you everything you need to know there. So this stat that I've got, 48 million people get sick, um, 128,000 hospitalizations, 3,000 deaths, uh, they are mainly from foodborne illness. Um, it's pretty scary stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, it can be very scary and easily overlooked because, you know, um, hand-washing, you would be surprised how many people forget to do that, but that's a that's the first step to avoiding um, mm-hmm. getting foodborne illness. As we talked about with uh, cleaning, just making sure you're washing your hands, separate, so separate your raw meat and poultry from your fruits and vegetables. Um, cooking, making sure you're cooking your food to a safe internal temperature, and then making sure that food is chilled back in the refrigerator and cooler. These four steps will help you um, to avoid being uh, 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 one of those statistics of food poisoning, unfortunately. I guess we all know somebody who's had food poisoning. They come home from a restaurant and all of a sudden, you know, they have these terrible pains and then they realize it. It is uh, food poisoning. Should one report a uh, restaurant that um, you feel that you got food poisoning from? Yes. If uh, anyone feels that a restaurant has given them food poisoning, of course, the first step we always recommend is to see your primary care physician, uh, see a doctor to help take care of uh, the issue going on with the uh, food poisoning, and then... Of course, yes, you can report it to your public health department, and uh, that way they can take care of that and figure out what's going on in that restaurant. If you do have a foodborne illness, are there certain things that you can do immediately to uh, alleviate the problem or make you safer after that? So with that, since the uh, symptoms of foodborne illness tend to just run their course, um, mm-hmm. I would say for that, you, the best that you could do is see your primary care physician, um, see a, a doctor who can um, help um, solve that issue. Okay, I just want to see if somebody has a question for you. Then I want to get a phone number for uh, folks that would like more information. Do you have a question for my guest? I still have a question. What is um, it? 
first thing is I don't like when convenience stores make grinders because their hands are just in the cash. But anyway, the whole big thing I'm thinking about is I'm not talking. I'm not talking about in sushi. That's all different. But in the regular seafood section and the regular deli, I used to get either imitation or real seafood salad. But in the deli, but when I see it at the fish department, they have the seafood salad, salad, and it's ready to eat, just like coleslaw. But it's right next to all the raw fish, and then I don't buy it. Um, that's kind of cross contamination, or it could be, couldn't it? Mm. Thanks. Okay. He's very observant, this uh, caller. Yeah, um, and and that's very good. I I always like you know um, um, people who are observant of these kind of things. So that's super important. Um, I wish more people were like that. Uh, so if that food is sitting out next to raw food mm-hmm. and it's not even like covered up or anything, then yeah, um, that could be that could be hazardous. Like that the. Uh, the raw food, the raw food bacteria could contaminate that if they're sitting next to each other without any kind of covering. It's very rare now, but I do still see it where people who uh, handle the money are also handling the food. Um, this could be a problem. Hmm? Yes, it can. It definitely can be a problem. Um, money, as we know, it passes many hands. And that's a lot of germs. And then after that, touching uh, food, it, it, it definitely creates a uh, recipe for disaster. <laughs> uh, yeah, recipe for foodborne illness. So you, we definitely uh, want to make sure that we're staying high um, percent clean hygiene. And this is, of course, washing our hands regularly while we're handling food. Uh, I just want to ask you one more question. Is it mandatory that people who are cooking your food wear gloves. I mean, I see it in many restaurants where they wear gloves, and then there are some that do not. Um, is there anything on the books that you, now, especially these days, that uh, one should be wearing gloves in a restaurant? <clears throat> right. So, I, so as far as it being mandatory, I don't have an answer for that. I believe... Um, that's probably a question for um, mm-hmm. this location's uh, public health department. That I do not know, but of course, we recommend, yes, um, people preparing food should be wearing gloves. But I don't know if there is a uh, specific mandate on that for a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, I always look for that. Um, I guess I drive myself crazy sometime, but, you know, having done a lot of interviews on it, I can see mistakes that are being made, and I can see some of the people that are really careful and cautious and um, do the right thing. So, if we need more information on food safety questions, what do we do? Right. So, if you have any questions about food safety, you can visit our website, foodsafety.gov. We have information about food recalls. We have um, a safe internal temperature chart, so you can figure out how long should I cook my turkey, which temperature, or hamburger, hot dogs, anything, um, and any other food safety questions. Also, if you would like to speak to a food safety expert, you can call our meat and poultry hotline at one eight 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 six seven four six eight five four, and we speak uh, Spanish and English. So that's wonderful. Is that available um, Monday through Friday, or 
when is that available we can speak to somebody yes we're open monday through friday from 10 a.m to 6 p.m eastern standard time well it's a good service that you do and it's a pleasure to speak with you and we all hope for a safe summer and be careful with the grill it's been a pleasure speaking with you as well, and I hope everyone had a nice July 4th. And don't forget to bring your food thermometer to the next cookout. All right, Kevin King, thank you very much. Take care. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, little tips, just things to be aware of. You know, you know, maybe you're going to a BYOB. Well, you could always bring a thermometer instead of booze. <laughs> hey. It's important stuff when you look at these statistics that I have here. Holy cow. Any of you out there ever have food poisoning? It is not fun, let me tell you. All right, this portion of our program is an open topic, 889-5252. Stu Breyer with you. Open forum right now until uh, 2 o'clock. Summer on Block Island, things really get going. The restaurants, the bands, the shops, and beaches. And of course, Block Island Express, where things are more than just humming. Zipping you from New London to Block Island in total comfort on the fastest ferry from the mainland. Block Island Express. On the island, take it slow. To the island, make it fast. Book your trip today at goblockisland.com. Good afternoon to you. Welcome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, very good. Very good call. I'm a very good uh, guest you have again. Yeah, it's good to uh, be aware I of it. Remember as kids, me and my brothers, we uh, we grew up to get the the last of the hamburg when Ma made a meatloaf or something like that, mm-hmm. and there was more hamburg left over. Um, and believe it or not, you could probably go in a French restaurant today. And they probably charge you fifty dollars for a little bit of Hamburg tata, they call it. And you probably have some crack crackers on the side for for an appetizer, you know. Yeah. Um, they still have it. And another thing, an important thing, a chef pointed out to me one time was uh, he works down at Mohegan Sun. The difference between Hamburg and steak: steak you can have medium rare because a steak is 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 a piece of meat the uh, uh, the germs or any disease does not get in the middle of the steak hamburger is ground what happens is it's easier for the disease you know whatever disease you catch for food poisoning to get into the meat that's why you should always have your hamburgers uh, medium well you medium know? well that's how I have my hamburgers medium well I I don't like to, yeah, and uh, but stay. That's interesting. That's an interesting point. I never knew that one. Now, just think about it. It's a lot of common sense to it. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. And I can remember a picnic I went to one, <laughs> and the person, uh, it, it was a good picnic, and good people had it. But he brought out the, the chicken legs in the, in the quarters, and they were still half frozen. And he plopped them on the grill. And someone said to him, hey, should, shouldn't you defrost those anymore? Maybe boil them in water? Mm-hmm. He says, nah, the, grill or the heat from the grill will uh, defrost the meat. And he, actually, when they were done, they overcooked on the outside. But in the middle, oh, yeah. they, they were still yeah. dripping blood, you know? Oh, yeah, that's uh, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You should never have chicken off a grill 
Um, it's frozen. With, you know, chicken with the bone in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Thighs. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, uh, um, um, I'm losing you here. Where are you? Are you still there? Yes. Okay. I had a good, little... thing, good thing to do is to boil them before you put them on the grill. Okay, I see you got a lot of experience with this, huh? Good for you. Well, I'm a big, I'm a big eater. That's why. <laughs> you want to be feeling good after you eat. <laughs> All right. Okay. Sir. Thank you. We gotta make it to dessert. <laughs> Maybe it's good to have the dessert first. No, no, we won't do that. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. I had the most delicious. It wasn't a hamburger. You've probably heard about it, and we've talked about it with. Our listeners that, um, I don't know, I don't remember if it was Burger King or one of them, but they have this hamburger that's not really hamburger, and it's absolutely delicious. It's made with beans and what have you. There's no meat in it. But you put it in a bun with some ketchup, and you will not even know that there's. it's not beef. You won't be going, where's the beef? Because you think it's in there. I forgot the name of it. It's called it's something... Anyway, they sell it in some stores. And I had a couple of those the other day, and they're absolutely spectacular. Those that are borderline vegetarians or vegans, uh, you may want to try that. You'll really think that you're having a hamburger. It's amazing. It's amazing taste. We'll be right back. WICH AM and FM. Join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. Norwich Coin and Jewelry, always buying old coins, scrap gold, sterling, old currency, and silver coins. Hi, I'm Jackie, owner of Norwich Coin and Jewelry. We sell collector coins and supplies, and we do free appraisals. We also do expert jewelry repairs and engraving at very reasonable prices. We've been at the same location for over 32 years. Norwich Coin and Jewelry is a smart place to buy and sell your gold, silver, and coins. 860-886-2730. Norwich Coin and Jewelry, 35 Franklin Street in Norwich. I used to go to this place that I liked very much, and I ordered a salad, and the uh, gal was making it, and she's sticking her hands right in the lettuce and everything, and I said, aren't you supposed to wear gloves or take it out with a utensil? And she said to me, just like this, my hands are clean. I never went back there again. My hands are clean. Just putting everything together in this... I don't know. Maybe am I too finicky? Are you finicky like I am? I mean, first of all, the person handling the money is supposed to be the person that handles the money. They're not supposed to handle the money, then go and make the sandwich, and then come back and handle the money. So be aware of that when you're eating out. You're on the air. Welcome. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi there. I got my Epic Times. You know what? That's dangerous. Yes. Well, uh, I am reading about how Biden is following Germany's um, steps, you know, to go green and everything. Mm-hmm. Their program with solar panels and wind turbines. Now, right here, well, it's a full-page deal, but it, started, it caught my eye. Biden's plan to promote green energy is going to end in tears, experts say. Why? Germany had spent heavily to increase its renewable energy capacity, but in the case of wind and solar, 
capacity never delivered the promised output. That's one one key thingy right there. Um, the capacity factor for solar energy was just 10% because much of the country was often overcast. Now, Germany's kind of like us. They get winter and heavy snow and stuff like that. Wind energy also was producing well below capacity because the wind turbines produced no energy on a calm day and had to shut down on gusty days to prevent turbine blades from being damaged. So how is all that stuff going to help? It's unreliable now. Over here, it's a, it's a full page. I only circled some things. Um, now, we're get, you have to buy it from China, okay, the panels and everything. Well, that, that eliminates it for me already. Yeah. Uh, had it, this is talk about Germany. Had it measured its actual global footprint, it would have discovered that the batteries coming from China, lithium, uh, solar panels and EVs in, that they were importing were increasing their own CO2 emissions substantially. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Um, and it said um, a 2018 report on clean transportation, Council on Clean Transportation noted the production of EV batteries in China, where more than half of the world's lithium batteries are made, generated 60% more CO2 than building a traditional gasoline power engine. So they're creating CO2 by making this stuff that is not supposed to be CO2. So, um... It's confusing, I know. I'm, I'm totally confused by the whole thing, so I well, can't I, even... Well, you know, the, pow- the problem is America's submarine Submarines and carriers are nuclear-powered. This is America. But our military still runs on oil derivatives, diesel for tanks and ships and jet fuel. Now, China, if we get all of our um, blades, turbine blades and um, solar panels and everything and turn into a green, you know, country then China can hold that over our heads. Sure, they can hold a lot of things over our heads right now. i got to run, Sue, but thank you. Okay. Hello, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi. I just wanted to know, I had a question. Now, Larry, it was a police officer for Norwich for 25 years, and I know he retired on um, disability, and... I'm just wondering, when he retired, what his rank was. Was he a patrolman? Um, and thank you, Larry, for your service. But I'm just, I, I'm just curious as to what rank he had. Thank okay. you. Mm-hmm. WICH, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Stokes. Hey, what are you up to, young man? Well... I'm work- actually I'm working on a lawn tractor, uh, but uh, I was listening to Larry this morning, mm-hmm. and I agree with him on some terms and some things I don't. 
when in the in the fifties, we were we were supposed to halt or I'll shoot. But I can't understand why anybody would shoot eighty times at a, at one single man. I don't understand that either. It was I think sixty times something like that. Um... Yep. You understand something, Stu? I'm a good shot. Mm-hmm. I'd have got him with the first one. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. well. I'd have got him with the first one. Well. If I can shoot a pheasant, I can doggone shoot, shoot, shoot a man. Do you, yeah. you ever miss a pheasant? Nope. My goodness. Annie O'Cleese's brother. With us, it was a case of either shoot or eat. Okay. Listen, I like to eat. You never want to shoot anybody unless you're you feel your life is in danger. For one thing, that's so you well, never. Still, I never have. Yeah, I'm. I know. And that. hope I never will. I hope. I hope so too. And I was. I was going to drop off uh, one of my shells so that you could see what I used to shoot with. You were going to drop off a shell. Yep. Oh, that's all right. You don't have to do that. It's fine. Yes, I've got a I've got a five inch shell. Mm-hmm. Yep. From a from a destroyer. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, I was I was going to give it to a museum, the uh, the the veterans museum, and I didn't know exactly how to do it, when to do it, or who to do it with. Uh. I didn't want to lose control of, of the possession. Oh, so you or, you wanted to know if they wanted to borrow it? Is that it? Yep, borrow it, bo- beg for it, steal it, or whatever. <laughs> but the the reason I called this afternoon, yes, sir, was about Mister Biden. Mm-hmm. I filled my truck up the other day, and I spent eighty dollars filling it up. I'm not too happy about that. See, my mo- the most I well, you've got a truck. The highest I was was seventy two dollars. Yeah, and uh, in Saturday's Wall Street Journal, there was a big article on the front page talking about Mr. Biden. Is he a king? Is he a king still, or is he our elected official? Well, I don't want anybody to be a king. So, well. Uh, he has decided that he is going to do away with well drilling. Mm-hmm. This, this is a Wall Street Journal. And I think I'll bring this, this story up to you. I don't think you read the Wall Street Journal. No, my sister does, but I don't, um, I don't read the Wall <laughs> Street Journal, no. Has your sister got any money? <laughs> I, whatever she's got, I wish she had a whole lot more, I'll tell you that much, because she's working too hard. Well, I didn't know if she was available or not. Oh, I see. I mean, if she was available, I might even institute polygamy. Is your wife listening? Yeah, no. Okay, I didn't think so. No, she she wears a cochlear suit. So mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't hear that well. I've right. been married to her for 58 years, mm-hmm. and I, I think I'm going to keep her. Yeah, she's a keeper, I would say so, right? Yep. If you need your taxes done, she's a girl to see. Listen, you've been married 58 years. If there's one thing that you think she would say to you that it's a habit that you have that she doesn't like, what would it be? Talking Mm -hmm. too much. Talking too much. All right. 
Just curious. <laughs> hey, hey, you want that article still out of the Wall Street Journal? Uh, listen, you don't have to do that, but, you know, I could probably get it from my sister. No. No? No, she probably didn't read it. It's okay. a Saturday edition. costs $6. $6? Yep. For a Saturday edition of the Wall Street Journal? Yes, sir. Oh, that's crazy. Well... Hey, I don't know. Maybe it isn't. I was born crazy, still suffered a relapse. Listen, everything is up so high, so it's probably not crazy. I'm not responsible for anything I say or do. Well, listen, the uh, on account of my medical condition. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's talking too much. Yep. And I got to go work on my tractor. All right. Take care of yourself. Be careful. All right. Yep. W I C H I. Hi. Hello, Miss M from Massachusetts. M and M, what's up, buddy? I'm doing good. Uh, I got a lot of entertainment news. Well, you have some new and spicy news for us. Yes, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Hulu. My sister's trying to get me uh, to go on Hulu because I want to see the show "Only Murders in the Building." It stars Steve Martin and Martin Short. Hulu. So I want to see that. Who knew Hulu? Yes. And uh, I watched uh, the $100,000 Pyramid Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy when I saw the second half of the show because the second half an hour, they had an entertainer I was looking forward to seeing. And that is one of the guys from... Um, them practical jokers that I haven't seen in a long time, Joe Gatto. And he also was competing against his sidekick, uh, James Murray. So it was a very good show. So I'm hoping that uh, North South Productions brings back the candid camera style show and brings Gatto back to the program. Okay, I don't know these people. The but, new variety mm-hmm. show is just terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't watch it. No, but you can watch the Candid Camera uh, type episodes. They're very funny with the four of them in it. So how's everybody? Everybody in better health these days down there? Yeah, my sister, she's slowing down a a little. You know, she's in her 70s, and she walks with a cane. But she did my haircut the other week, and it came out beautiful. Oh, great, great. So... So everybody else is doing well, and we're all, you know, we're all doing fine. Well, uh, that's that's all that counts, and uh, you keep in touch with us, okay? I certainly will. You have a good day, Stu. Thanks, Miss M. Okay, bye. Hello, welcome to the program. Yeah, good afternoon, Stu. French Fry here. Hey, French Fry. How's it going? It's going. It's going. It's going, uh, yeah. I'm to your guy about the restaurant, but... I had a strange experience the other day at a local restaurant. I mm-hmm. won't mention the name. But okay. It was a wonderful meal. It tasted good. And decided to have dessert. And I decided to use the restroom. I was stuck in the restroom for almost 30 minutes. Oh? 30 minutes. It was unbelievable. I finally came out and uh, complained to the manager. Because there's a sign in the restroom that says employees must wash hands, and I was just waiting for somebody to come in and do that. Nobody mm. showed up. Nobody showed up to wash their hands? Wash my hands. I said, 
all the signs said was employees must wash wash hands. So I just waited for an employee to come in, but they never did. Oh, okay. Well, so <laughs> that, that's the lighthearted joke of the day. I know. I. I I just caught on. I'm uh, I'm a little lightheaded today. So, um, did you get French fries with your meal? No, I don't eat French fries that often. Oh, you don't eat. I, I stay away from fried food. Every so often, I'll get the hankering for some fish and chips, but mm. other than that, I stay away from fried food. Well, you're you're French fries, so you don't need any more. That's right. I got plenty right here. <laughs> All right, my friend. Enjoy your afternoon. All right. Thanks. You too. Yep. Hello, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Stu Breyer. Yes, sir. What's up, Marv? <clears throat> so, Rodney's wife, Mrs. Rodney, is my tax preparer. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. Yes, she is. And um, she's very good at it because I have tens of millions of dollars that I have to, you know, keep account of. <laughs> Gee, can I count it for you? <laughs> and you know what? Before I forget, are you done with the book that I loaned you? Yes. All right. And so, you, would you like the Red Sox book? No, no. I've got all the. I've got everything imaginable. You got everything Red, Red Sox, Sox yeah. known to mankind. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, since we're talking about taxes, and this is a really good story. And I know that people know that I used to have a corporation. I started a corporation in Florida. I did quite well. Uh, it was a subchapter S corporation. And I got an attorney because I was, um, at the time, I was going to, to, to college and night school. And uh, one of the uh, teachers was a tax attorney. And then I got an accountant. Now, this is going to really, really. This is really funny. My accountant's name, and I'll use his name because it's okay. My accountant's name was Mike Crook. Oh, Mike Crook, okay. My accountant was a crook. Mm -hmm. And his father, believe it or not, was a tax collector for some time. And and in, in Florida, the constitutional offices are elected officials. And so he was elected. And it was kind of like the running joke around town was that my tax collector is a crook. <laughs> well, I can see you can have fun with that for sure. A lot of fun with it. We mm. need to get some more humor into our society because we've been beaten down too much. And You're right. We need to get a little humor. Mm -hmm. We need to laugh a little more. And uh, that's my goal in life. All right. We're looking for more humor. Thank you. And I'm going to bring you a little more humor this hour. Speaking of humor, stick around. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. The education assistance I received made it possible for me to be the first person in my family to go to school and graduate debt-free. That education helped get me to the first day at my dream job, a job that I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job, plus the other benefits possible from the Army National Guard, helped me become a first-time homeowner. Also, part of my role as a National Guard soldier means I know that I can be one of the first to respond and help my community if disaster ever strikes. I'm extremely proud that I get to serve my community. And that first step I took by joining the Army National Guard has made all the difference in my life. 
talk to your local recruiter, or visit NationalGuard.com to find out what firsts are available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Connecticut Army National Guard. For victims of drunk and drug driving, your grief is unique, but you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call the 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit MAD.org. 94.5 WICH is celebrating summer this Friday at Howard T. Brown Park with the Norwich Harbor Fireworks. Brought to you by Foxwoods Resort Casino. There will be food trucks and music in partnership with the Greater Norwich Area Chamber of Commerce. All the fun starts at 5 p.m. and the fireworks blast off just after 9 p.m. Look for the WICH tent with Franco and your chance to win prizes at the Norwich Harbor Fireworks. Friday with 94.5 and 1310 a.m. WICH. Jerry Seinfeld considered one of the uh, best comedians around. We got a tape of him in his early days at the evening in the improv. So here is one of the very first stand-up routines by Jerry Seinfeld. Maybe we can cluster a few smiles today. Thank you very much, Phil Foster. Quite a guy, 27, he looks great, doesn't he? Great to be here, how you doing? Evening at the Improv, we're at the Improv, it's in the evening, all the qualifications are fulfilled. (laughs) Technically, it's a show. (laughs) Yeah, well, great to be here. Great to see you all here. I, I, I haven't been in uh, Los Angeles for a while. It's nice to be back because the earthquakes, you know, you pay your dues, you put in your time here, you spend a lot of time living here, you want to feel that earthquake. Do you know what I mean? You want to, it's exciting. You walk along, hey, what was that? You know, a little excitement. But they're very cool out here about it. You know, they put the earthquake reports right in with the weather forecast. You hear partly cloudy with a chance of total regional destruction. <laughs> I don't know how to dress for that. <laughs> but they had a report on earthquakes one time. This is absolutely true. There was some place in Northern California, I don't know where, and they said the earthquake, it wasn't that bad. It's just that the buildings weren't designed to withstand earthquakes. Have you ever heard this explanation? Would you accept this in a court of law? Your Honor, my client didn't murder this man. His body simply wasn't designed to withstand bullets. <laughs> Yeah, I just flew in. Actually, I flew from Europe. This place is unbelievable. If you've been to Disneyland, you've got to see what they've set up over there. Every every country has its own little phony money. Everybody pretends. It's really a lot of fun. (laughs) I was in Switzerland. You heard of this place? This is the place. 500 years without a war. That's pretty impressive. Also, pretty lucky for the Swiss Army. Did you ever see that little Swiss Army knife? It's not much of a weapon. What do they got there? Corkscrews? Bottle openers? Come on. They've had some great picnics, don't get me wrong. But if somebody attacks you, what are you going to pull out? Nail clippers? Come on, buddy, let's go. You get past me, the guy in back of me has got a spoon. I love flying on planes. I think if you've got to fly, plane is the way to go. 
You get on there, you're comfortable, you get a little show, little show with every flight. Oxygen masks, seat belts, and my favorite part, the emergency exits. Have you noticed they always point out the emergency exits with this very vague point? The emergency exits located about the cabin. She's got to be thinking, I can't get out, nobody gets out, all right? That's the rules. I went in the airplane bathroom, which is a fantastic facility packed with thousands of compartments and latches and slots and different things, everything you could possibly need, a slot for used razor blades. Have you seen that in there? Who is shaving on the plane? That's a good move, shaving at 40,000 feet, hit a little turbulence, come out looking like Van Gogh. My other favorite thing in the airplane bathroom, a call button for the stewardess. <laughs> Who would have the nerve to use that? Yeah, stewardess, I got that crossword puzzle book in my jacket pocket. You wanna run and get it there, sweetheart? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> this is a great crowd. I'm doing all right. The last show, I don't know if you saw the last, sometimes, you know, here at the Improv, every night is different. We had a crowd here last night. You should have been here. Do you know, you know, sometimes audiences don't laugh. Did you know that? I know that. We had a crowd here last night. The biggest laugh out of the entire night was about halfway through, one guy in the back went. <laughs> it's all in the timing, folks, all in the time. So anyway, I've been doing pretty well. I bought some things lately I thought I might tell you about. I recently bought, see, I was going to visit my parents. I recently bought pajamas. Pajamas are the world's funniest clothes. Who designed pajamas? Why do they always make them look like a tiny suit? You notice this, they give you a little collar buttoned down. Breast pocket, there's a useful item. Anybody using the breast pocket on your pajamas? What, do you put a pen in there, you roll over in the middle of the night, you kill yourself. It's terrible. I bought some slippers. I'll need some room, some room for this one. Slippers come in two varieties that I've noticed. You can get the slide-in. You know this type. These are emergency slippers. You can set these up by the side of the bed case of an emergency. Hey, you pick them right up. You're out of there. You really save a lot of time. Or you can get these slippers that have the backs, which are kind of like shoes. Which, if you have pajamas, looks like a suit. This completes the effect. Now you walk out of the house, you just get a flannel briefcase, you're all set. <laughs> I also bought socks, which I've had before. Socks are a very impressive thing. A lot of people underestimate socks. Great flexibility. One size fits seven to 13, that's pretty amazing. Also great drive. Socks are the only article of clothing that really seeks to improve itself. Ambition. Ladies and gentlemen, how many times have you done a big laundry? You go to the dryer, you take out your socks, you count them up, one of them got out. He escaped. Took off on his own. You know, this is funny, when you buy socks, they always give you that little plastic hanger on the top. They give that to you like you've got some use for it. Does anybody have a use for this? Does anybody have a tiny sock closet at home? Tiny little doors, you slide them open. Pick out what you're wearing the next day. 
If you have one of these, leave a little room on the side. You can put G.I. Joe's clothes right in there. G.I. Joe's quite a guy. <laughs> he was. My favorite toy when I was a kid is if I could have, uh, if somebody in the neighborhood would get a new refrigerator and I would get that giant cardboard box. Remember that box? The ultimate toy. You're five years old. This is the closest you're gonna come to having your own apartment. I would crawl in. I'm gonna live here from now on. You cut a little hole for the window. Mom, Dad, you must come over sometime. I'm in the Frigidaire building, apartment one. You've been very nice. Thank you. Good night. That's Jerry Seinfeld. Very, very early recording from the improv, comedy improv. Of course, little did he know he was going to have the top sitcom show, maybe of all time, later on. Hi, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Stu. How are you? Pretty good, sir. Thank you. Okay. Did you have a nice fourth? It was okay. How about you? Yeah, it was, it was peaceful, uh, relaxing. Uh, had a nice breakfast this morning, my wife and I, with a couple of good friends of ours. Hmm. Good. Uh, I got a little bit of a humorous story. Uh, I used to go to a dentist named Dr. Hurt. Mm-hmm. And one day I showed up, and it was only for a fill-in, and I looked, I'm sitting in the waiting room, and I'm looking around, and, and all, there was a complete personnel change. I didn't recognize anybody. I went in, sat in the dentist chair, and I said to the nurse, I says, well, where's Dr. Hurt? She says, well, he, he uh, uh, moved on to another practice, and Dr. So-and-so took over. So she says, do you want to stick it out? I said, well, yeah, what the heck, it's only a fill-in. So I'm sitting in the chair. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden I hear, okay, Dr. So-and-so, your first patient's over in the next room. Good luck. Oh, my God, really? Right. So the guy came over and introduced himself, and, yeah, what's a fill-in? You know, in and out in 10 minutes. So I went back to the receptionist, and she says, well, we see you got one more appointment. She says, what do you want to do? I says, well... I think I'll find somebody in Norwich. So I, six months came, six months went, and I opened up the phone book, and eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I picked that guy. I made an appointment. I went in, sat on the chair, and all of a sudden the guy comes in and says, Hey, how you doing? My name's so-and-so. And I opened my eyes. I looked. It was the same guy I had at the practice six months earlier. He, mo- um, he moved. Yeah. He did his internship up there, and, and uh, he opened up a practice in Norwich, and I've been with him ever since. So you may have been his first victim, I mean, his first patient. Correct, Amundo, but uh, hmm. he does good, he does good, and he's great, and he's not one of those guys when you're sitting in a chair, he, he's drilling for oil. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, there's a little, a little bit of a let-up, but I, I thought that was pretty cute. That is pretty cute. That's yeah. nice, and... Uh, she was wishing him good luck, and I guess that worked out all right. Good luck. Your, next, your, your first patient's over in the other room. Good luck. So, All right. Well, you have a good day. You too. Thank you. Enjoy the afternoon. Bye-bye. Yep. Isn't it great when you have a doctor that you, you know, you, you're consistent with them, right? You know they know you. You know them. And you're, you're comfortable. Sometimes you have to search for that comfortable doctor. And then you find out that they're going to retire or going away, and they're like, oh, no. Try to get one that you're comfortable with, and uh, it makes life much easier and much nicer. See, Dr. Hurt, and then I, I know there's a Dr. Payne. 
I don't know. If you were a dentist, would you want to change the name? I don't, yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Going to Dr. Payne uh, or Dr. Hurt, which one do you want? guess it's pretty much a toss-up. Ah, yes, five minutes till two. It's old-fashioned radio, WICHAM 1310, 94.5 FM. Do you like the way things were when they were old-fashioned? And maybe they are now. I don't know. say Nickelodeon in there? I guess that is old-fashioned. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi there. We have to remember, the guy in the last call reminded me about doctors. They're all practicing. Yeah, why do they say that? Uh, Sometimes when I'm waiting uh, four hours for them to come in that room and I'm reading all the little documents and they keep saying practicing. And that's something to ponder, isn't it? Yes, I will ponder that. I always do. Thank you. Have a good day. (laughs) You too. Stu Breyer, practicing uh, on the radio with you at WICH. Hope you enjoyed the show today. And I leave you with uh, about 80 degrees out there. You know what happens after the news. He's a funny guy. His name is Jimmy Fallon. He's always up to something. He's got your afternoon talk. You may want to check it out. And, of course, tomorrow morning... Getting up bright and early, and believe me, he's bright and early. Danny O'Brien. Sure, and it's Danny O'Brien in the morning, along with Marty Hausberger, getting into total mischief. So start your day with Danny O, and uh, enjoy the program. 
And now, kids, come on in. I know it's summer vacation, but you still have to do this. And that's the end of our show, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you'll be with us again tomorrow. Goodbye. Please be kind to each other. That would be a good thing. WICHAM 1310 Norwich, 94.5 W233DB in Norwich. Yes, we're on AM and FM now. Have a wonderful day. Here's the news.